mom, I'm coming home. I'm in the next chapter, put away all my credentials. Then I crucified the actor, traded all I thought I wanna be for what I know I'm supposed to be. Walking with the Lord, but know the devil's right in front of me. I still feel the sun shining on my shoulders. So, I Angel, I, I, I want to hear because I never really have known your your conversion story and also i just found out recently through my bible college class that you were actually surrounded by jehovah's witnesses in your upbringing yeah, so right. can can you just like introduce yourself a little bit of like how you came to be, become a christian and all that for sure man that's my secret sin bro Jehovah's <laughs> <laughs> it's funny man because it's, it's always been a part of my past but uh like when you know when you do testimonies and all that i never share that man uh um i don't know if I mean, I don't think I, I did it on purpose. I don't mm -hmm. think I excluded that part out of my testimony. Yeah, on purpose, but it was kind of like a subconscious thing. I don't. Know, I just never thought about it, man. Mm. It was actually my wife Liz who always brought it up uh, well, when she found out I was Jehovah's Witness because I never told her. Because again, uh -huh. it just never. It was. It yeah. wasn't something I talked about, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, I remember one day my, my mom showed her pictures of us when we were little, and she's like, "Wait a minute, were you Jehovah's Witness?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was." I'm like, "I never told you." She's like, "She's just tripping." I'm like, "No, <laughs> you never told me this." I'm like, "Oh yeah, we were Jehovah's Witnesses." And she's like, whoa, wait, what, like, who are you? <laughs> uh -huh. You know, so I don't know. I, I, and then I, every time I would share my testimony, I never really talked about that, man. But it was just one of those subconscious things. But um, I see that the Lord used that, you know, to kind of give me a heart for Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm -hmm. And and now, you know, thanks to my wife, now it's something that I'm actually kind of, uh, almost, you know, I guess, more like embracing it mm -hmm. uh, as a way of just, all right, you know, using that as a testimony, using that and just recognizing that, hey, man, God was gracious and God was sovereign and sure. he was, you know, all these things and and use that and is using that mm. um because we never really grew up in a religious home mm. um you see my parents split up when i was a kid my probably th third grade mm -hmm. you know and my, my mom was always seeking the lord I, you know from what i hear she i know she has a grandma that was a christian back to back in mexico and she was the one that was always pouring into her but when she came over here i mean she never had a really like a religion of her own you know mm. or, a, or a relationship with god she got married with my dad well, they got together they never got married but they got together, and then, uh, you know, he pretended to be, like, a hardcore Catholic, I guess, just to get her. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, you know, once they once they were together and had kids, he, he didn't want anything to do with church or God or religion. You know, um, he was always, like, very super superstitious. Mm. He comes from a part of Mexico where they practice a lot of witchcraft and stuff. So oh, I, wow. I always remember him doing weird stuff at the house, like uh, putting salt around the house yeah, and yeah, yeah. doing just crazy things in the house. Like, mm -hmm. you know, now looking back— as a kid, you don't know what it was, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool salt, you're playing with the salt. Yeah. <laughs> but now, you know, you, I, I see all the weird stuff that he was doing. I'm like, man, this guy was doing witchcraft. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, how dare he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, so we didn't grow up really in a, in a religious home. Um, my mom, I remember when we were little, uh, probably around that age, second, third grade, uh, I remember that, that the Jehovah's Witnesses started coming to our pad, and my mom would, you know, invite him in, and they, were, they started doing Bible studies with her, mm. and then they would do separate Bible studies with us, with the mm. kids. And it was cool, man. I, I, I do remember uh, a little bit of that. Uh, I, I remember it. I remember I, I, I did enjoy it. Hmm. You know, I liked it. Hmm. Again, our parents never taught us to seek God, worship God, to pray, nothing like that. Hmm. You know, I, I don't remember ever praying with my parents as a kid or them ever having a conversation about God as a kid. You know, but... um. So I, just real quick, what, yeah. so what was like the, the teaching for as a little kid? They just kind of tell you about Jesus and stuff like that as a Jehovah's Witness? It was uh, Bible stories. Oh, so they okay. have this little yellow book. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's something like my Bible stories. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then they just have all the all the picture stories. Oh, you know, okay. Samson, Adam and Eve, uh, Abraham and, and and Isaac. You know, all the all the other stories that they could illustrate like mm -hmm. for kids. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you know, you get to Jesus. 
And one thing I do remember that this stuck with me for forever is that they do have the picture of Jesus on a stake. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I, yeah. and so I remember growing up, even though you know we weren't Christian or anything, um, I did see I would see the Jesus on the cross, and then in my head I always remember Jesus on the stake. And so that mm-hmm. was always kind of like, oh, well, I wonder who's who's got it right, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And but I never really dug too much into it. Mm. Um, and so they would come give us the studies. We would go to the church there in La Puente, mm-hmm. the the Jehovah's Witness church. And, and uh, I remember, yeah, we, we would go there faithfully, man. We would go Saturday mornings, go knock door, uh, uh, yeah, knock yeah. door to door. Yeah. Dude, I was a kid doing that stuff, wow. man. And I remember I loved it, bro. <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I loved it, man. I, yeah. I loved it. I, I, always, I, was, I was the first one to go knock or I made a game out of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just knew that, hey, we'll go Saturday mornings. We'll go knock on doors and go to McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, I see something interesting in your story so far, bro, that, that really stands out to me. And I, th- I think... Um, I think it's important to kind of take this perspective when talking about stuff like that. So, you know, what I see is I see your mom, like, right? Mm-hmm. I see a, oh, I see a woman who, who obviously went through a lot with your dad, which you haven't even talked about, but inevitably you said they split up. So I know, I know she went through a lot and she has kids and she's doing the best she can, right? And so she brings somebody talking about God and showing love. She brings this in to the home for her kids, bro. Like. Yeah. Uh, I see somebody trying, you know, and that's what's interesting. Even even with your, you know, sometimes we get hung up because we want to make sure that we demonize anything we disagree with. We want to make sure like, yeah, you know, Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, it's impo- more, bigger than that. It's important for us to see the heart of people because we're in ministry, right? We minister to people and you, your, your story is telling a lot about this little kid and telling mm-hmm. a lot about this woman you know like you, you really what a child needs is he needs love he needs people that are showing him love and that are that are being kind and showing him good or happy or whatever you know and that's kids reflect that's why kids love santa claus or the kids right. love you know this it's somebody is happy or joy or whatever and you know right away people always want especially christians that are involved in ministry they want to yeah you know that because that's what satan was but dude, when you look at the story, you just see a mom who she would have embraced anybody that was talking about the Lord and saying, "Dude, God, God's got a plan for your life, for your right. kids," you yeah. know. And and so I see a heart of a mother there that that means a lot to me. Obviously, I, I, I've lost my mom, so I always I, those kind of things stand out to me, you know, um, like a mom trying to do the best that she can for her kids right. or whatever. But um, but that's interesting, bro. And another thing that I was thinking about too. Because this used to happen to me. When I would think about my story, I would kind of narrate it like the way a director makes a movie. Not that I was exaggerating anything, but like it felt like certain items didn't match like the narrative of my story. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what God did and this is who I am. And then there's these other weird things. But but as I got older and as I continued to do ministry, I... I was actually surprised to find out that those things actually did fit the narrative of what God was doing. Mm. There were there were years later that stuff was going to show up that had to do with mm. um, things that that I didn't think were a part of the story, you know, line when I first got saved. And I was telling right. people what I went through, what I've been through, who I am. I didn't realize that there were these little chapters that had a lot. Like I went to a Christian school when I was a kid. I didn't grow up walk like in church culture at all but i went to a christian school from age from like preschool to fourth grade 
and there was people there that impression that they, they left an impression on me like the way they prayed for me as a kid or and there was some people that told me like dude god has a calling in your life like and that those things never left my mind hmm. so when i tell the story of like my dad's a vietnam veteran my mom got cancer when i was a kid and we lived in Baldwin Park and Baldwin Park, we were just getting in trouble and doing bad. And we didn't have church culture in our life. And, uh, and this is all true. Like we didn't have church culture in our life and in our family or whatever, but, but then God ended up doing work in my life later. Well, I didn't realize that there were so many things that happened in that little section that was kind of like, mm. almost like a side chapter right. that, that wound up being more influential later oddly enough like in my understanding about what kids need or what you know things like that so i don't know i just i was just tripping out to me it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like a left field thing that that there was jehovah's witness hmm. in your upbringing and stuff like that but i want to hear more about it so yeah at the time you're doing it right and you're like i dig this because these people are cool they're nice like we go eat afterwards and yeah it's, it's fun you know one thing one thing dude I, I i love the way you just you just unfolded that bro mm. right I, that was Dude, I was gonna say epic. God. God is the ultimate Christopher Nolan type director. Yeah, this is the way he. The, yeah, because yeah, the, the, yeah. it, it, it is trippy, bro. Like you, you know your your story. Um, like it's already making sense to me. You know, it's that little kid that's going door to door. God, God's preparing this little kid for what this calling is right. already. Like yeah. he's in, he's already taking to the idea that people's lives can be affected by the truth. You know, now, granted, the little kid doesn't know that the Jehovah's Witnesses and whatever torture stake, the difference between right. a torture stake and, and a cross or whatever, <laughs> that doesn't matter. What matters is that he's growing in a thirst for people. And that would come in. I'm sure I want to get I don't want to yeah. jump ahead because I know there's a dark section. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so man. so let's take your time, take your time through it. Yeah, but man. I, I'm just seeing this narrative in my head already, you know. Right, bro. Dang, that's cool. You got to get that. Yeah, man. And uh, it's, it's it's interesting, you know, like I said, the way you unfolded that. Mm. Because, um, again, being there, even though my parents were, sl were still together at the time, and even though my mom was doing that, you know, taking us to the Jehovah's Witness Church, my dad didn't really have want anything to do with that. He was just kind of like, all right, well, if you guys are doing that, that's good. I think he saw it more as a way of uh, to control my wife. I mean, to control my mom, mm. control his wife, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, control the family. Because mm. he was out doing his own thing, you know, he would, I mean, we would hardly ever see him. You know, he mm. would go to work, mess around on my mom, and just come oh. home and and sit down, watch TV, and that was it, man. He was there. He was always there, just kind of as a presence. Mm. He was never really involved with us, and so for him to to have you know my, my mom and take the kids to church and be involved in that every Saturday and and during the week, like for him that was good because he had all this free time and oh look they're over there and mm. they're fearing God and you know and I'm mm. over here doing whatever I want. Now, how many siblings do you have at, at like? that so that group in the home uh f there's four of us okay so including me four of us uh one of my brothers passed away a couple of years ago mm, sorry but about four that. of us uh grew up in the in the in the house but there's seven of us total mm. seven of us total and, and it was kind of a that's even a crazy story in itself, i can imagine yeah. Yeah, yeah that's even a crazy story and his pops is always doing his own thing huh? yeah man yeah. always doing his own thing and then uh so my my older my older sisters we have uh we have different dads mm. You know, and then there was this whole just a family split, you know, just mm -hmm. a lot of family drama with my sisters, my grandma, my mom. You know, my, my, my grandma took my sisters away from my mom when she was, when they were young mm -hmm. and they grew up in my, with, with my grandma. Just wow, a lot of darkness. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. A lot of of, there's a lot of that. I mean, I grew up in like uh, like we my family comes from East L.A. and then 
and I grew up in Baldwin Park with Hispanic culture, you know, and there's a lot of that. My dad lived with his grandma for a season in his life, and there's there was kids I knew that they found out later in life that their older sister was actually their mom. Yes. You know, so that, that's like a common stuff, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, but that happens in, yeah. in the neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, man. That's Where did you grow up? I'm just yeah, La Puente. Where, okay. La Puente. That's, yeah, where, La Puente. that's where my wife, that's where my wife. All right. Cool, man. Yeah, that's gangsta. Cool. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah, man. And it, it's cool. Cause, um, you know, as we're doing that, mm. you know, one thing that, that, that I, that I recognize is that, Hey man, we want it like family. And, and and that's one thing that's coming with a lot of cults, a lot of you know just like hardcore religions is that, mm. hey man, people people want to f- want to feel accepted, you know, they mm. want to feel they want to feel like they are, they're important to man, they want they want to feel like they're part of a family, and 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 for that like like for us that's what that was, is that like my mom was somewhere where she belonged, she was mm. appreciated, she was noticed, the kids are getting involved, you know, they're pouring they're pouring into us, taking us out, you know, I remember, um, like looking back. I was always surrounded by by by, by a lot of men, mm-hmm. you know, and and men who 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 desire to seek God and within the the Jehovah's Witness organization, you know, men who, hey man, I'm, I mean, thank God, I'm I'm I mean, on my side, I never experienced anything weird, mm-hmm. you know, but men who who were just you know, hey man, let's read the Bible, let's mm-hmm. go knock door to door, and, and for me, like now looking back, it's something that I was craving, man, because my mm-hmm. dad was never really really there, really doing that. All of a sudden, I had these older older dudes. I thought they were older, but they were like 16, 17 years old, you know, mm. and and maybe early twenties. And we're going out, and and but guys that I could look up to, that mm. hey man, look, they're serving God, and it it it, it provided for me like kind of like this male, you know, mm. this male role model. Mm. And and so I, I remember like now looking back, you know, that that I I, I was craving that man, mm. and I needed that. I had no direction, you know, as a, as a as a young boy, mm. I had no direction. I had no no one to teach me how to be a man, and I'm also all of a sudden I'm looking up to these guys. You know, and um, so we were involved in that man uh, for a few years. I don't, I don't remember exactly how many years, but it was a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, my mom was in, a, in an abusive relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, there was all kinds of fighting, physical abuse, verbal abuse, you know, uh, domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, just cops coming at the house all the time. Um, I remember a lot of it too vividly, man. And honestly, I think like my subconscious mind is kind of like burying yeah. it. You know, but uh. Like my mom tells me stories, you know, of me being a kid and, and, and getting in the way of, of, of my mom and of, of my dad hitting her and, wow. you know, starting to hit him. Like, hey, don't touch my mom. and But stuff like that, bro, I'll be honest. Yeah, I remember, man. Hmm. I remember, but I guess there was, like, a lot, a lot of physical abuse. And um, it came down to the point where uh, I remember they separated for a while. And I, I remember that because I remember we were in the van, you know, we had all the clothes packed, all the, all the hmm. blankets and everything. And then I remember talking with my brother's. With my brother and my sisters, and we're thinking, oh, we're gonna go camping, and we don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. Here's the mind of an innocent child thinking, mm-hmm. hey, look, we're cool, we're going camping, and we're taking all of our stuff, and hey, man, we never came back, you know. Um, and it's it's a uh, it's interesting because that's kind of what 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 pulled us out of the Jehovah's Witness, you know, um, church, because my mom was in an abusive relationship, and they and she wanted to leave them because she was getting beat all the time. Yeah. You know, so she took it to the elders, and they pretty much told her, you know, you have to, you have to submit to your husband. You have wow. to stay with mm-hmm. them. You know, this is not biblical. It's not godly that, that you wow. leave, even though she was getting beat up. You know, and so she 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 rebelled against that. You know, because you know, for the sake That's of her, so save her own crazy. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and she ended up getting excommunicated because of that. 
Wow. Yeah, man. And so, but all part of God's plan because yeah. you would have you would have been Jehovah's Witness, bro. Bro, like, I would have been a sure. hardcore Jehovah's Witness. Oh, yeah. I would have been knocking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I mean, because you you your story demonstrates like the good that they did, you know. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And that's some, that's something, bro. That I hope you never lose. You know, like it's because it's a rarity in Christianity. People grow in knowledge. They demonize people, right? And 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 Christians become afraid to say something positive about like the truth right. like something positive about something because they're like they have to try to tear down in every way they can something that they don't right. believe to be true and it's like wait a minute dude like the truth bro the truth like like you when you talked about like these dudes that were male models that 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 helped you that, that yeah. god would use later because you didn't have another one at home right, right. so god would use these people in your life and then but then i'm seeing the hand of god like he knows this calling that he has for you right even back then and he's like he's giving you everything that you he's using he's using how he works everything together for good he's using jehovah's witnesses yeah, well, to definitely. teach you love and compassion and kindness and 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 integrity right these guys that had integrity but then just just before it becomes too deep-seated where now you're sold out for right. it he removes you in your storyline you know it's like booming to like you don't become fully indoctrinated all you just get is little nuances of love and kindness right and then he removes you right so you're so so back to your story though now mom takes off right and jehovah's witnesses are like you're you're excommunicated because you're not following what we said and now life continues in a different way to start changing or what what goes on yeah man there? and it's it's and um it's crazy because yeah right before that happened like you said, you know, the Lord allowed us to kind of, all right, get deep into it, but not too much where we're fully committed. Yeah. Because I was already, I was, even as a kid, man, I was getting groomed, bro, to mm, to sure. go up there and start speaking. I would go up there and start speaking, man, and start addressing the church. Wow. And they, 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 they do that a lot with the with the kids, you know, with the youth. Sure. Like they mm. give them a, you know, their little speech and they have them go up there and practice in front of the whole congregation. Wow. So, bro, I was doing that, yeah. man. I was doing that. And uh, and right before, you know, we, we, mm. we left, man, I mean, I was, I was still going up there. I would go every other you know every other service and 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 go up there and just read from my speech and i remember having the parents come up and be like oh man that's just a you know, yeah, such mm. a good job you're doing mm. a good job hey i wish my my son hey mm. see be like and i'm like oh cool man i'm doing yeah. something good right i'm mm. getting approval interesting you know that hey, everyone's digging it you know and uh and and so when she got excommunicated we didn't really know what was going on all right all i knew was that him all of a sudden you know we got kicked out uh, like my mom never explained to us, hey, look, this is what happened, you know, that uh, whatever. She never really broke it down. Mm. All, all we know is that is that we got pulled away, and we never went back to it. Um, and and it changed, man, because that was our family. Mm. You know, we never really grew up like real close to our family, like my uncles, my aunts. I mean, everyone was for whatever reason mad at my mom. You know, like her siblings were mad at, at her, so they were never close to us. You know, I never had an uncle, hey, you know, go to family parties, stuff like that. Mm. Uncles coming over at the house, you know, rarely, mm. rarely, you know, but they were never really a presence either, you know. So really all of our family was was uh, Jehovah's Witness, you wow. know, church. And still to this day? And, and well, n now, you know, the Lord is bringing restoration to, to, you know, to my family, to my mom's family. Um, mm. Awesome that now some of my uncles are Christians and, mm. you know, now, <laughs> and really my mom, the Lord used my mom because she was the first one out of our siblings to just surrender life to the Lord, mm. you know, lead us, lead us to the Lord. Uh, eventually lead you know a couple of her brothers now even her mom which is my grandma and and it's awesome to just wow. see you know the lord use her and so all of a sudden uh again we're we're, we're ripped away from that mm -hmm. and all of a sudden man we have no more family <laughs> you know that was all our family right there man mm -hmm. 
And so for us, it was hard. It was hard because all my friends were, were there at the Jehovah's Witness Church, you know. And I remember even being in elementary school, and some of the kids were, 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 from, the, were from the church. So, hey, man, those were my friends. But all of a sudden, you know, when we got excommunicated, their parents tell him, you know, don't hang out with them anymore. Wow. Don't talk to them anymore. Hey, man, I lost all my friends. Wow. Yeah. You know, so here I am, this kid, man, this, this little kid. So no you also friends. you also did get to see the the dark side of of religiosity. Yeah, yeah, legalism. Uh, at the same mm-hmm. time as you're you're getting like a taste of goodness, you're also getting like yeah, you're man. seeing like dude, that's that's and I I'd, I'd love to say that that doesn't exist in mm. regular Christian churches, but that's yeah. not true, bro. It does, yeah, man. especially a lot of times in small church culture. You know, like like people get to know each other families are like best friends and all that and then somebody makes somebody mad and now all of a sudden like boom like it just infects a lot of people it's unfortunate man that's Mm. really so i'm curious like after after did you guys experience a a a a sort of like backslidden state from the jehovah's witness so like like when christians stop going to christian church you know, then they usually start getting a little more loose lifestyle. Like, and I've known people that were Mormons that that's true about them or Jehovah's Witnesses or even Catholics that were just super right. involved. And then they just kind of not involved no more. And then did you see that at all or not really your sort like, yeah, I, I did actually, I did actually, because, um, I mean, not that we, you know, I stopped seeking the Lord because I, I again, I mean, I, I definitely believe that the Lord used that to put mm-hmm. in, put to instill in me the, the knowledge of God. Yeah, because then after all that, I mean, I, I did recognize it in my life, even as a kid, that hmm. man, there is a God. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and and, and now you, you feel like you want to seek Him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, there's yeah. there's a God in my life, and the magnetic pull is in there already. Right, man. Yeah, I got you. So I wasn't going to church, but He was. Now mm. there, the knowledge of God is, is instilled in me, yeah. man. And so I grew up with that. Mm. So when when we so when we parted ways with them, we moved with my grandma to uh, Amani, South Amani. Okay, and then. Because we from don't have one hood to the next, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from hood to hood, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing the whole tour, <laughs> and then so <laughs> when, we, when we got pulled away from that, all of a sudden, you know, there isn't that. All right, Saturday night, you know, I mean, and Saturday morning, you know, Thursday night, this, that, you know, all these things that were, that were filling our week with, you know, church and mm-hmm. and religion and 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 all these uh, studies and stuff. Because and they keep you busy. Yeah, they keep J-Dub you busy, man. Not, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, it was like nonstop, <laughs> yeah, man. Sure. Nonstop. So all of a sudden, we, we're, we don't have that anymore. Yeah, that's a vacuum. Uh, yeah, and our life changed completely because now my parents split up, so my mm-hmm. mom's working two jobs, you know, she's like, you know, never home because she's providing for us. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. my, for as long as I can remember, man, she's always had two jobs. So we were left at home a lot, man, by ourselves. I mean, my grandma would be there looking for looking after us but she was just kind of you know she wasn't mm-hmm. trying to look after some kids man she was just right. doing her own thing yep. and let us run wild yeah so because we have we had so much freedom at, at a young age man we just what's w- the first we went the other way. what's the first candy that satan put in front of you dude that was just like oh this this i like this um it will, it will Honestly, man, it sounds weird, but fireworks, okay. uh, fireworks, bro. I was a little <laughs> so kid. That was okay. That yeah. was your new rebellion. Yeah, that was my, yeah, yeah, man. I started uh, really uh, getting into fireworks and just uh, your lighting pyro. stuff on, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Got the piccolo pizza. Yeah. Fourth, yeah. fourth grade, man. Um, I was in fourth grade. My brother was in second grade. Mm. Now that we're living over there, we set a whole field on fire. Oh, no way. One time. And it was He's like, all dang. Oh, that's cool. on. Rec- that's on recording right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, man. No, you're good. You're good, bro. No, the, yeah. the police are coming right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, man. So and that just little things, man. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, hey, yeah. but we could be bad. All of a sudden, this is fun. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, we have all this freedom. Look, we got away with it. No one found out. 
and that was kind of just like the foot in like yeah. all right you know this is kind of fun and so while, while, while we're living there at those apartments man that's kind of shit we're in the hood yeah. <laughs> you know there was older older dudes there that that, mm-hmm. that were obviously from the neighborhood you know it was a little apartment complex that was very just affiliated so there was all kinds of stuff going on man. i mean the dude that was from the neighborhood was the one give us giving us the fireworks mm-hmm. later on you know it was hey man try this you know mm-hmm. i remember uh, uh smoking weed like in fourth grade man for mm-hmm. the first time he's like hey try this try this you know of course man these kids are older mm-hmm. you know i'm looking for up sure. to them they're cool you know so i'm like oh let me see and everyone everyone's getting a kick out of it I remember getting to my first fight at that age, mm. and I was saying, "Man, hey, man, the just rugged, like street lifestyle was was attractive. It was mm. attractive, man. Yeah, you see the other guys, you know, kind of hey, give you the uh, hey, that cool man, good yeah. job, or hey, that's cool, man. Yeah, and and you you like that, you know, you mm. want to you start craving that, and so that's that's I guess was like that first candy that was that I said before me that freedom, that freedom, but that freedom led to everything else. Mm. You know, again, my mom was always at work. Um, she would come home when we were asleep. She would leave before we got up. So. We never really saw her a lot, man. Mm. And that was just her hustling, man. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. blame her. You know, yeah. that was her just hustling. Yeah, yeah, just sure. doing try. anything she can to, yeah, yeah, to try man, to provide for you guys. Yeah, bro. And so that started in fourth grade. And I went to the moving back to La Puente later on that year, and uh, it, the same thing just kind of continued, right? My parents never got back together. Uh, my dad was there, kind of. He was one of those every other Saturday for an hour at McDonald's or the park type of dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he was. Uh, I mean. He never paid child support or never came really to do, do anything with us. He was kind of just as 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 least involved as, as he minimal could as he could get away. Right, with. man. Yeah. Right. So he was he doesn't he wasn't really too involved, man, uh, with us. I mean, I was getting in trouble at school. My brother was getting in trouble at school. He was never, nowhere to be found. You know, mm-hmm. here's my mom, poor lady, working two jobs and getting calls. Yeah, yeah, ca- getting calls from the school. Hey, pick up your son. Hey, mm-hmm. getting calls from. Hey, pick up your son. Getting calls from the neighbors. Hey, come get your son. Hey, your kids are doing this and. Your kids are doing that, and and you know it's like whenever we would call my dad, he and you, I mean, man, he for sure I'm gonna get away with it because he's never gonna show up. Yeah, <laughs> right. I remember being at school and 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 uh and they will put his information down, and I always tell him, I would call my dad, call my dad, because I knew he wouldn't show <laughs> up, man. I'd sit in the office all day. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool, time to go home. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so so he was very absent, man. He was very absent. Mm. We never went back to a church or or had any type of you know like religion after that. Mm. You know, even though you know our family is traditionally Catholic, we never really went oh, to a Catholic sure. church, yes. right? Mexican Catholics Catholic. are Catholics. <laughs> on, uh, when someone dies or someone gets married, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or baptism, or baptism, <laughs> or yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So we never really had had religion uh, after that. You know, we never really you know, continued seeking God or anything, mm. anything like that after that. Um, I think we were just kind of again still with that freedom, still getting in trouble. You know, one drug led to another drug. Um, think by sixth grade I was already drinking and smoking weed and just getting suspended from school you know we're out on the street all, all day man you can mm-hmm. just imagine you know what all kind of stuff you get into in, in the streets man uh, so growing up in La Puente remember just hey yeah, first thing I would do in the morning is you know when during summer is hey, get a, leave the house you know get on my bike and just mm-hmm. one of my neighbor one of my neighbors who were the same age and just leave the house man go and get into all kinds of trouble mm-hmm. trouble all day um as I said getting in fights but uh one thing uh, it, again, going back to just man, God's sovereignty, mm. and I mean, I mean, God's just wisdom. His just His hand in it, in it all, right? Just that, again, that that present unwrapping. Mm. Is that I, I remember at that age when we were in sixth, seventh grade, still doing all that stuff. Um, I I had this friend man Albert, uh, who you know we're we're messing around together. So you know his house was like the party house. Mm. He used to live right here on Le- on Larrymore, right there in La Puente, mm. and uh, so his house was the party house. 
after school we did school whatever we were always at his house because his mom was cool you know she was og so we'd be smoking weed at the house you know she had people selling out of out of the house it was everyone's coming in out of the house like her, her pad was a pad yeah right so i mean we would be spending the night there i mean i remember being being a kid in sixth seventh grade now i wouldn't be home for like a couple of weeks man mm. And my mom sometimes wouldn't find out because she was at work. Wow. Mm. You know, and, and dude, I, I'd be gone for, for days, man, and, mm. and she wouldn't find out. And we'd be at, at Albert's house because her mom was always cool with the, hey, man, we'd be smoking weed in the house. Kids, man, coming through. Now that I think about it, I'm like, man, I was like child endangerment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah, he's like, all <laughs> kinds of kids knuckle, coming at the house, right? <laughs> all kinds of kids coming to the house, man, getting high, you know, getting, you know, caught up with, you know, hey, man, just boys and girls in the room mm. and, you know, all kinds yeah. of stuff that goes on. Yeah. But, um, one thing about that house and one thing about Albert and his family is that is that it's like no matter what hell you did all week and what hell you did the Saturday before, no matter what, it's like if you were there at the house on Sunday morning, they went to church. Wow. They went to church. And so I remember we'd be there all week, you know, all day after work, after That's school, I mean, crazy. going there Saturday, just getting all tore up, getting in trouble, you know, uh, hiding from the cops, being there at our house. But if you wake up there a Sunday morning, you're going to church no matter who it is. Albert had older sisters. He had an older cousin that was living there that was hmm. that was slinging out of there. And it's like, so there was always people there, sleepy, random people sleeping yeah. at the house. And it's like, no matter who was there Sunday morning, the, the mom was like, hey, man, we, we got to go to church. Wow. And so, and, and I remember, you know, we'd wake up there Sunday morning, and that was the rule. You know, going to church, you wouldn't question. I was like, all right, cool. Just, that's just what we do. <laughs> so wait a minute. Never so about it. so like wait a minute. So you're, you're in this, you're in this, like, in this crash house. But like in that house, if you're there, uh, it doesn't matter if it's some white dude pothead that fell asleep on the couch or whatever. He's going to what yeah, it was a Catholic church. So trip out on this man. <laughs> That's where it gets interesting. So I remember uh, they would take us to church. It was a Christian church. Okay. It was, it was a Christian church, and um, yeah, I didn't th know anything about church, anything, but I had the knowledge of God. What was the name? What was the name of the church? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> so we show up. Let, let him go. Let him get there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I remember we would show up, you know, and it was cool. I remember, the, I remember my first time being there because mm. my first time being there, I think it was uh, they showed for whatever reason that they were showing uh, um, the Passion of the Christ, like clips or whatever. I don't know. It must have been like an event or maybe like a, maybe it could have even been Easter. I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't remember. But I do remember seeing parts of the Passion of the Christ. And then the pastor just, you know, expounding on that, talking about that. And I remember just bawling, man. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, why am I crying? You know, I'm like mm. bawling. I'm looking at my friend. And, and he's like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just crying. You know, his older sister gave me a Bible. Um, again, everyone was all messed up, you know, but but they, you know, she did give me a Bible. And uh, afterwards, she's like, hey, you want a Bible? Like, yeah. And for, but for whatever reason, man, it just touched my heart, man. Mm. It just, I was crying, man. I was crying mm. just seeing the stuff that, that happened in Jesus. Mm. And uh, so we would go, uh, you know, every Sunday. Well, every Sunday I was there, we would go. Not every Sunday, but whenever I was there, mm -hmm. we would go. Right. Go to the to the youth class too. I would go to the events. You know, they had like a family events, and I remember going. It was like a family picnic thing, playing the games. And so it wasn't until later on, man, when once I was already saved, that I started kind of connecting the dots. Man, man, Lord, this, this, that, and the other, and you're sovereign. And, you know, once I started thinking back and, and even thinking about my friend Albert in the church. And I remember uh, I, I wanted so bad to know what church it was. I remember as a kid, I never paid attention to the names or nothing, you know, but I wanted to know so bad what church it was because I was just so grateful, you know, yeah. and, I was th and I always thought like, man, I want to go over there. I want to I go to that church. And I want to talk to that pastor. Mm. I want to let him know, look, man, yeah, this is yeah. that and the other. And uh, I, I, so, but I didn't know what church it was. I didn't have contact with my friend anymore. But I remember one day driving home from work and I remember uh, I was working in LA. It was Traffic was heavy, of course. We live in Southern Cali. Traffic is crazy. Got off. I took the streets. I'm going down. Uh, I believe I was I was going down. Um, 
what's that street? what's that street uh Britain temple city uh so i'm going down that street i can't think of it right now uh lower oh, lower Lower Azusa. I'm driving down all of a sudden. I'm like recognizing things. Oh man, that sounds good. Oh man, this. And it brought back, it just triggered something. No Dude, way. this is where the, the church where we used to go to. And I remember the shopping center. And we show up, man. And it's Calvary Chapel Amani. Mm. Manny. Pastor Manny. Wow. Dude. You know what's funny, bro? I swear to you, dude, while you were talking, I thought of that church. No way. I swear. I wish <laughs> I wish with all my heart I would have said something. I don't know why, bro. I was thinking of that church, dude. I, I, I went there for a season, dude. Um, I've had little seasons in my life where I just stuff that I'm going through, whether my mom was sick or and mm -hmm. I have this little chapter where I built a relationship with Manny, dude, mm -hmm. um, where, where I went there and uh, Dude, that guy has a very special place in my heart, bro. Like, big time. Like, when I think, me and my brother Johnny talk about him a lot because Johnny used to go with me when I would go there. And um, we, like, we always talk about meekness and how Manny has one of the best examples of meekness. Dude, like, if you've ever talked to Manny, I don't know if you ever talked to him, mm -hmm. he's, he's very soft-spoken. But there's there's evidence like if you're a Christian and listening to him speak, there's like an ultimate like like a control of like just just drawing mm -hmm. back the excitement or just just drawing it back and just just railing it in, dude, to just say what it is that God wants him to say, mm -hmm. and it's amazing to watch. And he's a, he's an amazing servant of God. But that's what a trip, bro. Did dude. you ever get to talk to him? Uh, I've talked to him, but I've never, I never brought that up. Oh, <laughs> Whenever wow. I talk to him, I, I guess that's not in the back of my mind. Yeah, I'm gonna send this podcast. <laughs> <to> <laughs> him. No, I'm just kidding, no. I dude. love that dude, man. I mean, and, and and bro, it was like I said at, at that time I, I was already in, in plugged in in a Calvary Chapel church because when I got saved, I didn't get saved through a through a Calvary Chapel through the mm -hmm. Calvary Chapel church, and so when I got introduced to Calvary Chapel already as a Christian, dude, I loved it, man. Mm -hmm. I was enamored. Where did you get saved? So. Uh, I got I got saved at at a, at a home Bible study, man. But it was it was a Pentecostal church. All right. You know, so I, I was going to a Pentecostal church for 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 about a year. Uh, by this time, you know, my mom was. I mean, man, this are fast forward. You know, so my, man. Yeah, you can go back though. I yeah, mean, because yeah. uh, I'm I'm imagining it gets, it gets even worse, right? I mean, I'm, I don't know that, but like, so you're like at this house. They're taking you to church here and there, but. Does that, I mean, it doesn't change your life, right? You're still yeah, in no, the streets, man. like. Yeah, oh yeah, bro. One little experience for an hour at a, at, at, at for church sure. Sunday day. For sure, that didn't, that didn't change my, my, my walk the rest of the week. But, you know, I do recognize, again, that, that God was just tugging at my heart because yeah. I did sit, sense like this, this like strong conviction. Hmm. You know, and I, I remember just fighting against that little voice. Like, don't do that. Don't that, do that. that I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to keep cutting nah, in your cool, story, bro. It, bro. I, I, um, I, have a, I have a similar uh, story so I um, and I want to point something out that that I think I see um, so when I was a kid I went up at an altar call my mom had just found out she had cancer and so we were she went to the closest church we could go to is really we just lived up the street and it was Calvary Chapel West Covina which would later become Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar so it was raw back in the day and as a kid I went in and my mom was just a scared woman who found out she had cancer and so she just was going we you know kind of had the Catholic mentality still where like you go to visit God at church kind of thing 
and she went there just in desperation to talk to the Lord. Right. And, um, so I went, was there as a kid and I responded. Right. And one of the things I didn't realize about my life until later, later, like growing and teaching and, and looking back and learning and, and God teaching me things about people. When you're ministering to people, you understand different avenues about people and God teaches you different things because of what you've gone through. When right. you look back and when you start dissecting your life, you start realizing all the things that God was teaching you, why you have seemingly wisdom in certain areas. You're like, dude, I'm not a psychologist or nothing. Why do I understand that stuff? You know, hmm. but there's things that God taught you, you know? And so one of the things that the Lord did for me is he stole from me the complete enjoyment of sin mm. as a kid because he 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 revealed himself to me to a degree that I knew he was real but I just didn't have I didn't know what it was to abide in Christ right. I didn't know what it was to walk with the Lord so but what would happen to me throughout my life bro is I would be with everybody doing all the bad stuff but there was a conscious in the back of my mind and deep down in my heart that was unable to be mm, satisfied. Right. I'd look at what everybody was doing. I'd, I'd be doing it just like them, but I don't feel like them. Mm. Or I'd stuff like you, dude, where like somebody, like I'd be, we'd be somewhere and some guy would say, hey, Jesus loves you guys. And all my friends would be like laughing at him and I would like, like be struck, bro. Like I remember one time being outside of a high ho liquor store and there's this guy and he was like, Mijo, he was calling me Mijo. He was like, Mijo, God loves you. Don't, don't, don't throw your life away. And, and I was, dude, he was, he was, he was tearing my heart out, bro. Like, and my friends were just like, well, like this guy, you know, right. but I never was like them, bro. Like I had a sensitivity towards the things of God, but addiction was also real in my life, bro. Like I was a slave sure. to sin. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the taste of sin, but I never had had like freedom in sin like other people did because I had a in my heart there was like I was chosen in my mind mm. like God had a plan for my life right. you know and I and I'm not on that plan right now I'm out here I'm like out at sea you know so I'm looking at your story and you're like you know you're talking about this there's this little kid I'm like looking at and he's doing all the bad stuff and all that but he has a a magnet mm. in his pocket in his heart right that's just like just pulling towards the Lord in the middle of all this stuff, you know? And so Satan wants to destroy your life, bro. This little kid, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a unique realization for myself, for what you just shared right now. Cause there were times when I was in the world where just after a night of debauchery, I remember just staring up at the ceiling and just feeling like that, the tiniest glimpse of like, I'm not, where I'm supposed to be mm. right now. Like, I'm just not. Even the after, like, you just go through all the motions of sin, of, like, the pleasure in it, and then you're just there, like, by yourself, just thinking, like, dude, like, there's something that's telling me that as much as I could lie to myself and say this is what I want and this is where, what I want for my life, this isn't it. Mm. But it wasn't changing enough yet, mm. you know? It wasn't enough to change me. But that's so cool how the Lord I don't does think you, that. And I don't think you really know what's going yeah. on in that time because, like you said, you know, he's with his friend at church after crazy party mm -hmm. night or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
and he's like, I don't know why, bro. I don't know. You know, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. You're just You're like, like mm-hmm. I'm trying to be normal too. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to make fun of the guy in front of the liquor store, just like my friends did. Like, yeah. oh, this freaking guy. Maybe I even did when it was just me and them. Like, yeah, that was lame, huh? But in my heart, bro, it wasn't lame. Like, that was touching my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And what a trip! I can't believe I, I can't believe I thought about yeah, about Calvary Chapel Almani while you were talking about <laughs> yeah, that. that, that that's anyway, trip, so. So you're, I'm, I'm so curious. I feel like I'm watching a movie, though, yeah. bro. So that's why I want to dive back in. So like you're, 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 you're not. I mean, you're. It's like God's fingerprint is there, like, and you see hindsight, like that He was always there, but you're still on this trajectory that's just like right. godless, right? Just like sin and debauchery, as mm-hmm. He said, you know. So, right, so where, where, where does it lead you guys next? Like, is, is it, is, are you tight with your siblings? Are they involved at these things? Are they with you? My, or is it you on your own kind of at, at this point bro uh, my younger brother yeah um my my older sister i mean thank god she never got i mean she 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 has her own testimony yeah 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 but it's it's she's uh, not doing that yeah, yeah it's different from drugs and alcohol and that type of lifestyle but she, you know the lord the lord worked is is and was working in her life as well but just in a different way you know but as far as like being involved in that my, my younger brother man my younger brother it was at first i would Hey man, stay home. Why are you following me? This and that, because mm. I I don't want him to be you know doing yeah, the yeah. same stuff I was doing, and I don't want him to see what I was doing. Yeah, tell mom. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but I I don't want him to be involved in that stuff. But after after you know after a show while, I mean, we had the same friends, we were yeah. doing the same things. He becomes your road. So dog. we're like, all right, man, you know, might as well. Yeah, and yeah. So we started hanging out, and actually, we became really really close friends. I mean, he's my best friend. You know, mm. my younger brother, my best friend, two years younger. Mm. But here we are. You know, well, that's it. Yeah, you said my road dog. You know, my partner, mm. my boy. My brother, man, he's my everything, you know. Yeah, and he was like, if I knew anyone had my back, it was my brother. And same for him, you know. So here, here we are, man. Sixth, seventh grade, you know. He at this time is already. I mean, that's when I started using. He started using. So he mm. was younger than me. Mm. Dang. You know. And uh, here we are, just uh, at that age, you know, just running amok, man. Mm. There wasn't like an, a, a a a direct rebellion against God because it wasn't like running away from God. Mm. But it was just I was just running after sin yeah you're just surrounded you know, yeah. in it yeah surrounded and you grew up with it you think this is what everyone does this is my life this is what i'm supposed to do this is what's presented before me mm. uh, feels good you know it's fun and you want to just dive deep into it right and then so i was just diving into deep into the things that were presented before me drugs alcohol you know uh, women already at that at that age you know um just get involved sexually mm-hmm. at a very young age which i know now has wrecked me you know it, it you know, it wrecked my mind and 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 my 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 you know my conscience, and um, all that. I mean, that's a whole other story in itself, mm-hmm. man. I mean, being introduced to per- to pornography at a very young age. I mean, my mom tells me it's, it's so embarrassing. But my mom tells me a story of, I guess she caught me one day in my dad's truck as a kid, like nine years old, man, looking at porn, like what the, mm-hmm. and then she told my dad, hey, you know, you look, you have all your filth here, and you know, and and he's getting into it, and. His response was, "Hey, well, he's gonna figure it out eventually." Mm, mm. You know, Typic- so typical. yeah, man. And I mean, I, 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 I don't personally remember that, but I guess she she does, you know. And I guess I was already, you know, introduced to it at a young yeah. age, and 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 I can see just like you know a, a, a lustful heart, you know, this this lustful inclination at a young age, you know. And uh, so there there I am, you know, just running with all that kind of as a driving force mm. behind my life at the point, you know. And uh, we're getting involved with again drugs, alcohol, this, that, the other, being in the street, getting in trouble, getting caught up, you know, not being home, just all this freedom that a kid shouldn't have, you know, no no supervision, uh, mm-hmm. a lack of, a, of 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 godliness, a lack of of just a um, a male role model, someone to lead, someone to follow, you know, and 
so we're we were just running amok man uh for years bro for years and and going back to what you said you know that again you had this just this is instilled in you and you were never too comfortable in sin it's like even though i was doing all, all those things i it's like i felt like the crazy guy trying to put the square in the circle mm -hmm. it just didn't fit man mm -hmm. and that's how what my life felt like it's like man but that's all i knew so i didn't know that there was anything else but i just felt like man how come it doesn't fit how come i don't fit you know and and looking back man i i could attest that i i never felt like i fit in mm -hmm. You know, here I am doing all these things, enjoying them, yes, getting involved, yes, you know, digging deep, maybe deeper. Sometimes you got to go even harder because you're trying to find it to like everybody else, right. you know? So you're like, mm -hmm. well, maybe I just need more, you know? Yeah, like, man. Dude, true. Yeah. True, man. Here I am trying to go hard, trying to, again, just make this yeah, square yeah. fit into the circle. Mm -hmm. and, and But I always felt like I didn't fit in. But now I recognize it was because there was that consciousness of God, you know, that, there was that, 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 that pull towards the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. that I didn't know what to do with. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know how to identify. I just knew there was, I don't fit in. I don't feel right. You know? And, um, so we're getting all caught up, man. Uh, if eventually somewhere down the line, my relationship with my mom becomes very estranged because I mean, man, here's this poor lady working, you know, two jobs, never home, no sleep, mm -hmm. you know, never had any money. You know, I got involved with just like stealing. I was stealing, you know, for clothes and, or never food, whatever. You know, I don't. Mm -hmm. We're not. We're not crazy like that. But but uh, you know, for clothes, for shoes. You know, I can never go. Hey, mom, I need you know shoes for for school. And dude, I, I remember at a young age just stealing our stuff, man. Stealing from my brother. You know, I mean, we're we're, we're pretty poor, man. You know, um, my dad wasn't helping us helping us out at all. Mm -hmm. So my mom went on two minimum wage jobs, could barely you know make ends meet, and. So her, 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 and 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 my relationship just got got just torn apart because she's stressed out. You know, I'm right here just making her more stressed out. Every time we saw each other, we're just like we're just barking at each other. So you know, this, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. This is that and the other. You, you, whatever, man, cussing sure. her out, just yeah. harsh resentment towards mm -hmm. her. You know, my dad too, but more her because she was the one I, I saw all the time. Yeah. yeah, man. And um, so and you're not happy. Like exactly. your kid is. You're really not happy. You're not even as happy as the completely got this drug addict mm. because yeah, you're not even enjoying drugs as much as that guy. So you're really an unhappy kid, right? Yeah, man. Right. And so this, I mean, it caused my mom to just be a very bitter person, right? And um, somewhere somewhere along the line, uh, I guess she was working at this job and, and she, she ran into a, a Christian coworker. And this Christian coworker, I, I thank God for this lady, man, because she's still in her life, you know? Mm. And it was through this lady that was bold enough to share the gospel with my mom, you know, bold enough to bring her, you know, see something in her and want to pray for her, want to invite her to the Bible study, want to just, you know, pour into her, want to just do this to her, man, you know, come, come with me. Mm -hmm. You know, this lady started doing this to my mom, man, and uh, so they, they, they were having a home Bible study at this lady's house there in La Puente, too, and my mom started going to it. You know, my mom never told us overly, hey, I'm going to church, and I'm a Christian now. You know, Bible study, man, uh, she changed. Mm -hmm. You know, she was different, where... Before I was doing everything I could to avoid her because I knew what was gonna happen. We'd start fighting, start you know throwing stuff at each other, start yelling, start throwing names, all this and that, you know. And and so I would always try to avoid her. I knew what time she was gonna be at home and to sleep for two hours and then take off. So I wasn't there. I was you know I knew I made I made it a point to not be there when she was there because of that. But all of a sudden you know um, we would see each other just crossing like this. And it's like, hey, mijo, have a good day. I love you. Mm -hmm. And just things like that, man. Yeah. I thought, man, what's wrong with that? You know, something's mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. And mm. and it was, and now I mean, and so I remember, again, she was just acting different. You know, yeah. now we're just loving, you know, she was born again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she even knew, you know, she was just 
going to this Bible study, I was saying she has the peace of God. Yeah. And and I remember one day just asking her, like, hey, what's going on? You know, she started acting different. You know, she, all of a sudden she was loving. All of a sudden she was bitter. Not that she wasn't loving, man, but, you know, she didn't know how to express it or mm-hmm. I didn't know how to receive it. You know, but all of a sudden she just was just different. That's how I could say she was different. And I remember one time asking her, cause I thought something was wrong. I thought she was mm-hmm. like, maybe she's going to die or something. That's why she'd be nice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and she remember she told she told me, I started going to this Bible study. Um, I received the Lord in my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that meant. But I just thought, all right, cool. You know, it sounds it's good as long as you're okay, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, she would invite my brother and I, my siblings and I, my she she would take my younger sister with her, and then my older sister start, started going with her. But me and my brother were like, ah, oh, we're good, you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool, you know. It's, I'm glad you guys are doing that. I'm glad, mom, you're you found something. But we're out here, yep. you know. And so my brother and I were just out there getting caught up, man, caught up, and and it got to the point without going into too much detail. Uh, it got to the point where. Man, I felt like I was just like drowning, man, just drowning in myself, drowning in sin, drowning in sorrow, drowning in worry. Dude, I, I literally feel like I was drowning, bro. I mean, I was, well, maybe, well, I got saved at 21, at age 21, but from like 16 to 21 was like, dude, I was in the pit, man. Yeah. I was in the pit. I dropped out of school at 16. Right, right before I turned 16, I dropped out of school. Um, I was working. I had a little part-time job. I used to work at a party supply store, so I remember I would go Wednesday to go help clean and wash tables, you know, Saturday, Friday to go deliver stuff, Saturday, Sunday. And for me, it was cool because, like I said, here we are, we're poor, man. I was doing little stuff on the side, you know, like at the time, uh, raves were really big, so I was like mm-hmm. constantly ecstasy pills, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, trying to make money, of course, trying to hustle, but at the same time working. And, and, and I, I was trying to help out my mom because I, t- I saw her struggle, you know, and then I figured, man, if I could just, you know, have her not worry about me, you know, me and my brother and, you know, if I could just, hey, man, if I could just take that load off of her and, and so she could see, look, man, I don't have to buy them food. I don't have to buy them clothes. I don't have to, you know, they're good. Then for me, I thought, hey, well, you know, I'm helping her out. Mm-hmm. I could shoot her a little, you know, some money here and there for, for the phone bill or whatever. Every once in a while, then I'm helping her out. So here I am. You know, I, I got my first job at 15 doing that. When I was 16 and dropped out, I started working full time. Um, that, you know, I had some, the, the guys that worked for some paisas. You know, they were, they got a kick out of me, you know, drinking at a, at a young age. So here I'm 16 and we'll go pick up stuff, go to parties and everyone's offering me beer. And, you know, they got a kick out of seeing me, you know, hey, look, hey, look, this guy get jugs, you know, look at him. <laughs> so that, that didn't help, man. But, but, but there but they that, are cheering you yeah, on. Like, huh? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But, but that, I mean, that didn't help me as, you know, as yeah. a person, but, but, it, but it helped to get me to the end of myself because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden I'm, I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm like chin deep in, in, in my, and and addiction and all these things man was was i'm just curious what was your drug of choice always alcohol and weed is that what uh, that was, it your was mostly uh, i would say um the one i was consistent was consistent with was was, was a drug and weed but um i just was always under the influence of anything man. <laughs> pretty yeah. much anything we get yeah. our hands on if some got handed around you're taking it yeah, yeah. i'm taking it yeah, bro yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. we mess around with everything bro yeah. with, without trying to glorify the yeah past for life. sure everything bro okay. everything man i was just curious like yeah but, yeah okay yeah everything man um so here I am, bro. I get, I mean, by age twenty, getting close to twenty-one. You know, mm-hmm. again, I'm involved in, you know, with girls, this, that. You know, I had always had a girlfriend. Always, you know, was involved in, with girls sexually. You know, still doing the thing, but I was just like, dude, like just drowning, man. Um, because of all the stuff that I was involved with, mm-hmm. I, involved with, I felt like, like, um, I had no peace, man. I had no mm-hmm. peace. I felt like I was on the run from, you know, certain individuals and then myself as well. It's like, man. I felt like I just needed it. I don't know what it was, but I just knew I needed to start fresh. And I always thought mm. if I could just move to like another state or something or move somewhere else and start fresh where no one knows me, that would be cool. 
But then that whole thing was like, all right, man, well, I'm still stuck on drugs. I'm still this and that. I'm still let me, not happy. Let me ask you, because of where you were growing up, was there a pool for you to join any like of the gangs that were out there? Or was there that kind of influence on you with that at all? Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I mean, even still to this day, I have, I have close homies that, that, are, that are from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we grew up with dudes from the neighborhood. And uh, that was just our, our thing, you know. I mean, I never personally got into the hood. Mm-hmm. But I was always right there, you know. So we grew up in La Puente, so a yeah. lot of dudes from Puente. Okay. You know, a lot, a lot of my, my, my really close friends that we grew up with ended up getting in the neighborhood. So, yeah, man, I was there too, man. We were Around there it. hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Doing the shootings, bro, being at the house when someone you know, drive, does a drive-by, mm. just getting involved with all that stuff, man. But I never, I never, I personally never got, never okay. got in, man. Mm. I was more into tagging. I was, I was on a tagging crew, man. And, uh, An artist. So I, yeah, it's, yeah, if you cool. want to call it that, man. More like a <laughs> vandal. Yeah. yeah, so I, I was more into, into, into graffiti, man, I was tagging. In a, I was in a graph, too, yeah. Yeah, man, and, and that, was, yeah. that was my thing, bro, because we would go out there in the middle of the night. Sure. You know, we're, we're going, uh, driving down downtown lake, climbing the rooftops, yeah, hitting up crazy thrill. spots. It's a thrill. Dude. It's a thrill. It is, man. <laughs> For sure. It is. It is. It is. And that's like a, a high within itself, man. For sure. And, and bro, I, I was really good at it because mm-hmm. I was, you know, if you're into the, to the graph scene, yep. And, and then you're into like, all right, you gotta get like the most impossible spots. Yeah. The spots are gonna rock there for a long time. And there's nothing, there's nothing greater than a story, than meeting back mm-hmm. with a story about how you almost got caught. Like, dude, there's nothing, yeah. about, dude. You should have seen. And they, they pulled up, and we, what's his name, jumped over here or yeah. whatever. You know, <laughs> those, are, yeah, it, yeah, those were, all yeah, those were, stories, sure. man. Yeah. And it's, and bro, it's a high, yeah, it's for a high, sure. man. And it, it's a, it's once again, what I see in you is, there's a desire for. A group to belong to, right? Mm-hmm. Like a community. Yeah. There's a desire to be like these are my people, you know. Right, man. Yeah, and that's there since you're a little kid, bro. Probably because of what wasn't there, you know. That's why I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Yeah, I, no, mean, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. So that interesting, bro. So so it's cool because I know you have a call in your life. I want I want to get to because that's so important, bro. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Like there are a lot of people who will take a a checklist of what a good church is, right? And they'll say, good church should have this, 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 that, you know, ushers, like worship before, like, you know, children's ministry, like, you know, we're going to need parking. But you know what, bro? You can have all that stuff lined up, bro. But if you don't have a heart for people, and you're not believing that God is the thing that they need, that they're missing, and you're not transferring their closeness to God through Christ, through the word and teaching the word, none of that stuff matters, mm-hmm. bro. And you know, it's interesting to me. One thing I've learned um, in my understanding about God and people's heart is the hunger for God is actually written on a person's heart. Right. Like he wrote eternity on their heart. And so there are a lot of people, excuse me, they'll spend a lot of time chasing um, God. Like they, they, whether it's Jehovah's Witness or a church, a church family, like that's being, but you're never going to know God, but through Christ. So you can have the, there's a, di- mm-hmm. that's what's like a guy like you or a guy like me, same thing, dude. Like, like there's like here's a kid who at an early stage learns a hunger for god but he doesn't get to know god until he knows him through christ Mm -hmm. 
And that's, but we need to know that as leaders, we need to know, like be able to identify in a person. You already, you already have a hunger for God. It's been in you. God put that in you. It's not, it's not Jehovah's Witnesses. They did it right or more. It's, it doesn't, none of that stuff. God does that in many different ways. People can, they'll latch on to, it could be as simple as somebody just saying, you know, the man upstairs or that yeah. stuff, but, but, but make no mistake about it. Nobody will ever know him, but through Christ, bro. Yeah, man. And, and so here you have this kid who's going through life and it's heartbreaking your story, bro. Like everything, it's getting even more heartbreaking because there's things I could see that are coming already just from little conversation that we've, we've had. And, and here's this kid who wants nothing more but to know God. But he can't accept through Christ. Right. So people could invite or be nice or, you know, take him door to door or like, you know, make him go to church on Sunday morning or, you know, play yeah. the games. And it's all, it's all feeding this hunger for God, but he's not getting to know God in, until he meets Christ. Right. right and man. so, and we need to know that yeah. we need to know that like, Hey dude, like, I, like the, the, the little one moms and moms need to know that parents need to know that you can't make your kids know Jesus through your knowledge of Jesus. Mm. You can instill hunger for God, right. you know, but there's no third party Christianity. There's no like we're a Christian dude. And so you see this with your mm -hmm. nephews and stuff like that. It, it doesn't matter. They could have been involved. They could be around it. They could be like, oh yeah, God's good. They're until they get to know God through Christ themselves. Right. They don't know God. They just have a hunger for him maybe, or they're, they're excited about church family they're excited about the culture we're introducing them to where the music's kind of cool or the style the way the place set up is kind of cool but it will not become them knowing god except but through christ their own relationship mm -hmm. with christ you know and and i just I, I i think of a lot of the kids there's a there's a lot of little yous in my life right like i think they're in my mind right now even like I could see the hunger for God in them, but I know inevitably too, they don't know God, bro. They don't really know him yet. Yeah. And, and I, my prayer, I would say more, more refined as to what my, what I'm actually asking, mm -hmm. I would say has become more refined in this conversation, not because I'm learning something new necessarily as much as we're, we're dissecting mm -hmm. this story of like, what what this kid's like see he already see i already know if i met the the, the 15 year old you or 12 year old you I, I i could get your ear right. right i could get your ear a little bit but i can't but i can't change you only christ could change you yeah, you man. know what i mean and uh it makes me it makes me think about how to be more specific with my prayers for young people mm -hmm. you know like um, it also, it removes this like question mark in older mm -hmm. Christians are, I don't understand why he keeps doing that. Like he comes to church, we tell him, you know, we pray for him. He, right. he seems to be listening and, but he just goes right to it. And it's like, dude, that's exactly it. That's exactly what it is. Is that he does have a hunger for God, but he doesn't know him. Right, man. man. You know, and to piggyback on that, man, more than that, man, uh, you know, a person needs to do specifically men but but and young men and all men but but a person in, in general needs to uh know their purpose mm. know that they were created for a purpose and know what that purpose is mm. and know how to seek after it know how to chase it know how to walk in it right you know and, and as a kid with that with that knowledge of god in my heart 
Mm. Going back to what you said about Jesus, interesting that you know we were discouraged from from praying to Jesus or from mm. even acknowledging Jesus, mm. you know, w- within that 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 acknowledgement of God. Yeah. So I, even though I had that in me, I never, I don't ever recall praying to Jesus or you even saying Jesus. His name. Yeah. You know, and interesting that when I went to mm. Calvary, you know, it was this passion of the Christ and seeing Jesus suffer Jesus. that made me ball up. That's weird. Mm. Uh, Man. So something wow. in your soul tethered christ to god yeah. before even having the knowledge of that you're just mm. already being affected by the the one that you have a heart for that you desire being penetrated through christ right mm. that's interesting that's heavy, bro man. That's, that's heavy. yeah that's wild it's heavy man and and so when when my mom got saved you know she was going to this bible study and again i was already before that before uh, she would she would start inviting us for years man mm-hmm. for man this poor lady <laughs> prayed for us for years mm-hmm. for me and my brother specifically you know, all my siblings you know, she yeah. still prays for everybody a mom's love for yeah, sure yeah just yeah. a mother's love yeah. man but she prayed for Pray for for, for for me and my brother that we would just show up that we would just check it out for years man it wasn't for it wasn't for maybe like three or four years until, until i actually said all right well, i'll go check it out mm. you know um but she she would pray for us for years, and I remember within that I always already do my own kind of soul searching, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, mm-hmm. you know, because I was already in a pit, man. I didn't know how to get out. Mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to just start over, and I would pray to God. I mean, in my own words, doing what I thought was prayer to God, man. I just need help, but I never associated. I never linked up, you know, God with Jesus. I never, mm-hmm. I never associated God with Jesus. What can you remember a time when it, it got to that point? Like at some point, like when you throw a ball, how it arches. At some point, it stops going from up and starts going to down. Right. It, it, there, there's actually a scientific name for that. What there's a period where it stops rising mm-hmm. and it it starts, de- mm-hmm. you know, descending. Mm-hmm. And can you remember that period that, like you said, because you just said right now, like at one point you were like, "I need, I like this. This is not good. Like, I, I need you. Like, I'm not happy or right. whatever." It was it emotional? Was it was it was it a breakup? Was it was because sometimes that God will use things like yeah, that or definitely. whatever you know. Like I know in my story, there's there's that involved. There's my mom dying. There's my there's my you know my ex girlfriend breaking up with me. And there there's for me it got suicidal, like hidden because I was such a performer. So I was always so lively in front of people, but deep down inside I was struggling bad, mm. like really really bad because I always needed. Uh, approval because of things that right. I went through as a kid. And so when I was around neighborhood people, I never wanted to be them, but I wanted them to be happy with me being around. Right. So I would, I'd put on for them as mm-hmm. much. Dude, half the time, bro, I was pouring out hot beers, bro. Like, because I really didn't even want it that bad, mm-hmm. but I wanted them to be happy. Like I wanted them to be like, I'm down, you know, I, dude, I'll fight somebody because I was down because I wanted to be down, not because I wanted to be a violent right. guy. It turns out I'm an emotional guy who like loves people, you know, but, <laughs> but I, but I dude, I wanted to be, make my dad proud. My dad was a very violent man and nobody got up on my dad, dude. Like, so I wanted to make him proud. So there we were hitting the bag with my brothers as a kid or, you know, or, or later on drinking. Yeah, I'm down. Let's go like forties, all, right. all of us, whatever. but I didn't even want it. I didn't even want it, bro. Like I just was there. The only things that really had a hook in me hook probably was lust, bro. Like that was one that was existent, even aside from people mm-hmm. drinking, everything else that was all for people. The one that Satan's the candy for me, you know, when I was a little kid, dude, unfortunately, and I, I, I never, I never placed any judgment towards my friend, dude. But when I was a little kid, I was, I was subjected to pornography 
and I wasn't even interested in it, bro. And I was made to watch it, and because my friend that he was forced to watch it, and there was a uncle that was, there was there was there was that stuff yeah. that like gonna happen, but luckily we didn't get messed with. It just was gonna go there, but right. it, like he ended up getting in trouble or whatever, getting caught, and nothing happened. Like we didn't go there, but still the poison was in, bro. Once yeah, it gets man. in, we'll do. Yeah, once it gets it. in the mind, it alters. Here I was. I remember being a kid barely having butterflies with holding hands and yet the debauchery is at an extreme level in the mind already hmm. so here i'm barely experiencing the innocence of like sitting next to somebody and like oh like i think she likes me but the brain's already right. jacked bro like jacked which will affect you throughout the years of your life yeah. you have to uh, um, a man of god needs to understand that we don't get to go into the shopping store of christianity and, and choose to what level things are just gone. We have choices to make as mm -hmm. Christians, right? And and by the power of the Holy Spirit and by knowing yourself and knowing your weaknesses and knowing your temptations, you have decisions to make, you yeah, know? Man. And Christians do need to accept that responsibility. Um, but they also need to be encouraged, some Christians, because they're wondering why the magic genie hasn't worked. I can't, I got saved. I'm following the Lord. Why yeah. am I still, you know, and, and, uh, I don't want to go too crazy off in a, in a tangent on the side, but, you know, you know, your sexual desire is one of those rare things, unlike drugs, because God made you where you weren't intended to have drugs in your life. You weren't intended to be drunk. You weren't designed that way. You, you were introduced to that stuff and it messed you up, but you were designed to have sexual desire. You were designed mm -hmm. that way. God made you that way. So it's the one thing that, is different than the other ones where it's like, well, God, it's not just removing your desire all because he designed you this way. Like you're supposed yeah. to want your wife. Yeah, you're man. supposed to, you know, but it's just the damage, bro. Like, and then to the kids today, bro, it's even more extreme, bro. It's mm -hmm. like all at you. When I was a kid, you would hear of somebody's uncle who flew to Thailand once a year or something. He was a sicko or something like that. He was in Mexico and he was doing whatever. In your mind, you thought, dude, if you ever got that sick, you would be in some other country or some other, you know. But you have kids that are 12 years old, 13 years old. They have access to the darkest places yeah. in the world on their phone. Like they could go anywhere and see anything, bro. And it's really heartbreaking because that's what we're up against as ministers, right? Yeah, as man. like, you know, looking at these kids and praying with them. And, dude, yeah, they're going to give you talk about, you know, Adventure Time, cartoons, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're going to talk to you on that level. But as you're with discernment, as you're looking at a kid and he's talking about his favorite cartoon or whatever, you're like, bro, you're, you see it. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, you're, you got layers of struggle that. Right aren't even being talked mm. about we're talking about oh don't steal you know and like you got layers of debauchery you know and yeah and uh i feel like you're a man who has a lot of wisdom in that area too dude um you know and god's gonna use that with helping other people you know and mostly in that they don't they don't feel like they're a weirdo or something like that but you know, and there is victory, and and I, I I hear I just heard briefly that you spent a lot of time with Dave and Zunza, or have had conversations with them. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time with Dave and Zunza throughout my life, and one of the things that he always taught me was the choices that we have to make, right. the will that we have. And you know, I remember being a victim in my early Christianity, victim mentality. 
you know, like, God, why and why? And no, not why, dude. Like, you need to read. You need to get up and read your Bible. Yeah. Like, you need to make decisions, you know? Like, you need to start practically and make decisions. And it was only through those things, through, through really that man in my life, like, that I found victory in things that they had, they had followed me into my Christianity. Hmm. And it was through a relationship with him, dude, that it got very practical and it turned into not not looking away and crying looking at it and saying hey like i have a decision to make dude right. like this is i need to be a man right now and do what i am supposed to do do what i need to do you know and i think men need to be encouraged in that area mm. you know um because a lot of people you know this a lot of people come to church and they'll cry they'll cry and i'm not against that bro they'll cry like the song and afterwards i need prayer and they'll tell you their story dude but they also need to learn that they have to make choices and decisions and we need to be gracious with that like some some guys get crazy and they're like you know you need and they're a little too harsh you know mm -hmm. but i think the magnitude doesn't have to be softened about how we need to deal with that it doesn't have to be softened to also have compassion right you can have tremendous love understanding compassion for somebody that's struggling mm -hmm. and still be firm as these uh as you mentioned when you were a kid affected you man you know a man in your life i think that christians need to exercise that you know amongst each other in conversation and stuff but um i don't i i i, I derailed hard off of that. <laughs> i want to um i'm uh, i want to i do want to continue so like you, this breaking point in your life though is it heartache is it is it, you know, drugs too extreme? Is it, what happened? What was this place where you're like, or was it a sermon? You said something like. I think it was a, honestly, man, I, I can't pinpoint to one exact thing, but I think it was a mixture of, of everything all at once, man. Mm. Um, one thing that for sure did affect me was just seeing uh, the effect now that my, that my choices were having on my family, specifically mm. my, my sisters, my younger sister. Now we're now it's, you know, all right, it's affecting my family, you know, and mm. I'm right here and I don't, I'm not realizing it. How much I'm hurting everybody. It's like I'm right here running amok, and I'm leaving. I'm leaving a trail of hurt and heartache and destruction behind me. Mm. And I never really stopped to do this. Like, oh man, mm -hmm. you know. I've all of a sudden, I I, I remember I, st I was caused to just look back and see all the all the heartache I've left behind. You know, as I'm as I'm running, and and that I I believe we just started was is what really just started kind of just touching my heart and started causing me to realize like, man, I need I need help, man. I, I'm I'm lost. You know. I'm, we're living at this uh at these mobile homes at the time and me and my brother were just getting into it with everybody man dudes were coming up to the house looking for us no respect with my sister and the, my mom my sister's at the mm. house knocking on the door you know with guns mm. and you know coming up to the pad and and then us you know getting home finding out about it see my coming home see my sister cry out oh, these guys came to the all mm. right don't worry we're gonna go out and take care of it mm. you know going out just and but uh and yeah man you're you're you you toughen up and you handle it but at the same time you know i mean I was fearful for my family. I thought, man, you know, what if something happens to my sister? What if something happens to my mom? What if something happens, you know, it's, it to my brother? You know, because he's out here with me, and and I believe it's just a mixture of everything all at once, man. I was just spiraling downward so hard and so fast. You know, I caught up in drugs, uh, having bad trips, and but yeah, I couldn't stop doing it. You know, getting into kind of like uh, more uh, just harder drugs as well. Um, and just I couldn't stop doing it, you know, and then again, just seeing uh, the hurt that I was leaving, you know, all around me. But I 
Yet something in me, I, I couldn't stop hurting. I'm like, man, I know I know what it would take. I remember my my little sister one time at that time, she was she was man, I don't remember how old she was, but she was little, man. Um, could have been maybe like third, fourth grade, and she was just crying. She's please, can you stop? You know, just stop getting high, stop getting, stop smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Can you just stop? Can you just please, please. Yeah, because she was saying out of love because she saw she saw what I couldn't see. She was, you know, she saw what I couldn't see in the mirror. Destroying your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, she was able to see, like, man, you're destroying yourself. You know, I love you. And so I remember her just begging me one time in tears, please, please, Angel, just stop doing that. All right, all right, I will, I will. And, of course, I just, you know, I didn't. But then, again, just that, you know, the, the just seeing the hurt I was causing to, to people who I loved, you know, my siblings, my mom, you know, seeing uh, the path that now my brother was walking in as well. He was following me. Seeing just uh, the fact that I had no control over my over my body, over my desires, I felt like man, I felt like I was a slave to myself. Man, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my body was okay. Here I go running after mm-hmm. it, you know. And I had no no control over it. Uh, feeling like I was just on the run. Feeling like you know I was targeted. Feeling like I had no peace, man. Mm-hmm. There was like nights, weeks where I couldn't sleep, bro. I would be up all night and just uh, I, I I was dealing a lot with the um, some like heavy heavy anxiety, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as a Christian, I, I dealt with it a little bit as well, man. But uh, before I, I was saved, like, dude, my anxiety levels mm. were like through the roof, man. Um, bro, there was a time where I couldn't even sit down across from somebody and speak to someone like this. Like this in itself mm-hmm. is just the work of God, mm-hmm. man, because my anxiety levels were through the roof, man, and I couldn't even just say a full sentence, man, because mm-hmm. my mind is just going crazy, bro. My mind can't keep up with my tongue. You know, I, uh, I had a really bad studying problem when I was younger. Mm. I think I, I still, I, I think I still do because I, <laughs> I, I catch myself a lot man, and I hate it. You know, but but as a as a kid, man, I was really bad, bro. But now I recognize it was just a mixture of anxiety, drug abuse, this, that, the other. But but, um, this whole thing started, you know, at a very young age. You know, and I and I remember just it developed out of nowhere, man. And and uh, specifically the stuttering thing, it developed out out of nowhere. Mm. And I remember just trying to always pinpoint, like, man, when did it start? When did it start? Mm. And I remember it started at a young age, and I believe it just. It was just an effect of what was Happening. going on around me, yeah. you know, with my parents, with this, that, sure. the other, you know. But it, it followed me, man. It followed me all through my teen years mm-hmm. as well, man. And, and here I was just trying to get high to get rid of it, you know, trying to get high to drown out the, the shame and all these other things. And is that, that something? That's something that like, like bothers you on a bigger level than you think it does other people. Like feeling like that sound dumb or it's oh yeah bro oh, yeah, yeah definitely man mm-hmm. like yeah bro even still to this day man i have to remind myself hey look god created me this this way you mm-hmm. know not that he caused that but yeah. he created me perfect things happen as a result of yes of, of sin you know but this is who who this is who god is using now that's you know? that's the, the i think i think to to refine like the the, the point of that is um in our weakness the bible says his strength is made perfect in yes. our weakness and that's a weird one right because that's like it, it it throws a wrench to what to a lot of people almost like it's like well we're not we're not ta- teaching people that like be weak you know mm-hmm. we're not teaching that or, and neither is the text right. it's telling you that he doesn't he he has a bigger hurdle to jump over a person who likes himself bro yeah he, he really does and 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 you'll find in life that that is the hurdle still like the things that you don't like about yourself that's all that's all glory bro yeah it's dude. all that's all good yeah, like because god's like oh this is good his, yeah his mm-hmm. his struggle not that he has a struggle but his the hurdle for you is the things you actually like about yourself right that if if you if you were standing in heaven for like for like you know a few years 
and you were to come back and talk to this guy, you'd be like, hey, the only thing that'll help you, bro, is getting rid of the thing you like. Like you'll 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 go like, you'll go like thousands of feet further, bro. Like if you just if you just soften the thing you like mm. about yourself. That's a crazy realization. Like that's something that God's had to teach me because one of the things I learned in being like a bit of a performer as a young kid is is hey you could you could like a magician bro if i don't want you to look at this i could just snap my finger over here and then then you don't look at what's going on here that happens with self-consciousness mm. too that happens with things you don't like about yourself right. you know if you if you just go really big over here they won't really notice this right here you know what i'm saying and and so hey that was i learned to do that i mastered that at a young age you know so there's things that i can't I, that, I don't like about myself, but you know what, dude, as I grow in the Lord, bro, and as my life becomes less and less about me and more and more about what he's doing, I've, I've learned to embrace those things, bro. Yeah, man. You just, you know, it's funny, bro. Like I, I just for a quick second, bro, think about your favorite minister right now. Like whoever it is, that's really like, you're like, do you think for one second, dude, that, that, that anybody, do you ever look at the person and be like, man, he should lose some weight, bro. Or, Hey, that guy, you know, he, he like, or he he would be look cooler if he had a different style. Yeah, That's no, not even in your mind, bro. Yeah, in your eyes, it's not even no in your wrong, mind. Just... Nothing, dude. You don't <laughs> say like he has a high voice or a low voice. You don't even think that. It's not even in your mind, right? But yet, for some reason, that's in our minds about ourselves. You know, it's like, oh man, I, oh, dude, that doesn't matter. Especially when you have the power of God working through you, bro. The the vessel's so irrelevant. Like he's so right. nothing. Like he's so like, dude, God just and he's using you, bro. Like. He's using your life, you know. So I just just throw that in there, bro. Like I hope I hope that I hope you carry that in your pocket with you. Like, like man, I'll never got. We're always gonna have it. We're always gonna have the things that that bother us about ourselves. But it could be something that even falls off the prayer request. Hmm. You know, like Lord, can you help me? It's all good. It's all good. Like when we get there, like I said, when we get there, it's gonna be. That's going to be the stuff that we wouldn't have wished would have disappeared. Yeah, man. Well, we, we'll be wishing the stuff we liked about ourselves mm. disappeared, you know? So, um, so you, so how did you get saved though, bro? So like you, if, if what happened? My mom was at this Bible study, prayed for us for years. Eventually, because I was just at a pit, you know, I, I was doing my own soul searching, you know, all right, God, I need help. You know, I need to start over. I don't know what that, I, that's all I knew. I need to start over. You know, I was waiting for her to invite me again. I didn't want to tell her, hey, what's up with the with that Bible study what's over that church and then uh, I was waiting for her to, to invite me and uh, I think a couple of weeks went by I'm like man she hasn't invited me <laughs> eventually she did I didn't want to be the first one to go ask because I don't know I don't want to be weird or anything but uh, she asked me it's like hey do you want to go I'm going to oh yeah sure I'll go so, oh yeah I'll go and if I was wait, I was like waiting for her to hmm. ask me man. I was like man alright I hope she's still going I hope she invites wow. me you know I remember going bro I don't remember much about that whole whatever they talked about um the only thing I remember about that day was that I prayed with somebody, with a lady afterwards. You know, it was actually you know a, a pastor lady. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's like, bro, yeah. and and, and uh, it's you the know, truth. That's what happened, dude, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. And uh, she prayed with me. I, mm. I I remember went. She, you know, I guess my mom had already told her about me. Like, like, like pray yeah. for my son because he's crazy. You know, <laughs> so I show up, man, and uh, there I am, just sitting. You know, it was cool. Everyone was respectful. You know, no one, you know, bombarded me with hey. It get saved yeah. it was mm. just okay they just let me be and then at the end you know she just as everyone was just kind of casually hanging around i was just drinking coffee waiting for it to mm. finish we go home and she just approached me and said uh just asked me hey you know 
do you want to find peace? Do you want, I know you've been struggling. Your mom shared with me a little bit of whatever. And then she just, in a nutshell, shared, you know, you have to give your life to Jesus. Mm. And she just shared, you have to surrender to Jesus. And what I remember mostly about, uh, about what she said that night was that she said that God can forgive you of everything you've ever done. And I remember thinking in my head, like processing in my head, like thinking, man, there's people who to this day won't forgive me for what I've done, you know, but if God can forgive me for what I've done, then that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just in my common reasoning, I thought, man, well, who cares? If God forgives me, that's all that matters. You know, that's all, I, that's, all I mean, that's better than anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, I remember just telling her, yeah, we'll pray. yeah, we did a prayer, a sinner's mm-hmm. prayer, you know, um, and I'd say I walked away and I felt the same. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> right. feel anything, yeah. any different, man. I, I, I thought, I thought yeah. I was going to walk. I mean, I was new to it. I thought I was like, uh-huh. all right, cool, man. I said, walk away. Things are going to change. It's going to be all different, you know? And uh, I, I walked away, went home, and got high later on that night. <laughs> you know, I got high later on that night. But, you know, the difference now was that, man, I when, I when I prayed with her, when she shared that with me, she shared with me the gospel. You know, that, hey, man, Jesus can set you free. You know, Jesus wants to be your Lord. He wants you He wants you to just take control of your life, mm-hmm. and you will just let him. Yeah. You know, and, and she just shared, shared it very simply, you know, led me in a prayer, and I sincerely, with all my heart, prayed with her because I didn't mm-hmm. want it. Wow. I didn't want it. I didn't have any any direction, any discipleship afterwards. Yeah. But but when I when I made that decision, I, I made it consciously. I know, all right, God, I want you to take control yeah. of my life. I'm mm-hmm. messed up. Yeah. I remember thinking, all right, God, that's it. You know, I, I need you to take control of my life. I, I don't have control of my life mm-hmm. even. And I remember walked away, went home, got high. But now I had a, a, a conviction of sin mm-hmm. in my heart from the Holy Spirit. Now I had the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me. You know, and, and that's why I mean. Sal knows, man, I love evangelism. I love to evangelize. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. to, to talk to people. I love to mm-hmm. share Jesus with people. I love to, you know, just present a simple gospel truth mm-hmm. to them because I know that even if they don't show up out, uh, to church the next week, you know, I think sometimes as ministers, as, mm-hmm. as Christians, we have that expectation. All right, mm-hmm. I share the gospel with them. Let her in a prayer, but they didn't show up to church. Oh, man, man, you know. Throw that away. Dude, yeah. throw yeah. that away. Toss yeah. that out the window, man, yeah. because I know that, that if you sincerely shared the simple gospel message with them and if they believed it in their heart, a sinner's prayer doesn't save you. You know, belief in Jesus Christ in yeah. your heart mm-hmm. saves you. And and you know, especially because it's so it's so obvious in your story, you know, people don't always fall in love when they first meet the person they're gonna marry, right? Yeah. They don't always fall in now, now sometimes they do. Right. They don't always. And certainly if there ever was somebody that could win a person's heart in the first meeting, it's Jesus. But that doesn't mean that everybody understands what he'll become to them in the beginning. Right. They don't. It's just like know. you. You went home and smoked weed. Like, yeah, man. And, and we need to know because we've created, unfortunately, we've created a, a, a tapestry of like how it works. Like we get them to come up. Right. They say a prayer. We send them off to the side. We give them the things they need. These are the three steps, Boom. you know, and there you're going to got to come back next week, you know. Yeah. But but see that like. How sad would it be if we created, a, uh, you know, one of those for people meeting and falling in love? Mm-hmm. How sad would that be? Like, yeah, I mean, hey, you, first, you went on one date, don't talk, don't, don't, don't do eye contact. But on the second date, you're supposed to make eye contact, right? And then hold their <laughs> hand on the third right. date. If we did that, that wouldn't be real, right? So why are we doing that with mm. Christianity? Why are we yeah, doing man. that with introducing people to Christ? What, what, what is it that we're supposed to be doing? We're introducing people to the one that is actually tethered to their soul right it's in you bro you don't even know it yet like you're you were the lord wrote eternity on your heart this is the one you're when you barely met him you don't get it yet you're like really 
doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter if it takes you a week, doesn't matter if it takes you a month. Like, this is the one. So we need to start introducing people to Christ. Yeah, man. You know, like, it's what we so really we, need to do, mm -hmm. not, not create some little thing that we have, you know, mechanism. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, dude, I don't mean that at all to sound bashing, bro. I do the most solid churches I know are the ones that have taught me, like, what's important in the beginning of when people getting saved. But all I'm saying is just like your story, bro, and just like my story and his story, mm -hmm. you entered into a relationship with Christ. Your relationship started out funky, dude, but he was still the one that yeah, was going to win your heart. You know what I mean? Like he's the one, you know, mm -hmm. like marriage, bro. Three married men right here. I guarantee you, dude, the first months of marriage is not the same with all three of us. Right. I mm -hmm. guarantee you, bro. And there is stuff that will never be talked about because it doesn't belong to anybody else. But nonetheless, you have to learn your wife. You have to learn the you and and you think you know you don't know and you start learning bro yeah, as man. you do in the way they are what hurts their feelings and months will go by and what you know all and and dude the same thing christ is the same though he's not different like wives are different but we're the bride of christ we're the ones that aren't getting how how our relationship with him is you know like we need to grow in him you know and that's why us as who are ministers or you know who share with people we need to pre present that opportunity to people right. for them to you introduce them to Christ. You tell them that he's the one like this is you don't know it yet. You might know it. Maybe you're experienced right now. Maybe you're not. But he's the one. This is the this is the thing that your soul has longed for, you know, and I'm going to be here for you. You want to you want to pray. You want to learn more about him. I'm going to be here for you. But you need to know more about him. He's the one, you know, and. Sometimes they'll go off and go to another church or sometimes they, they're so strongly addicted to something. But right. but we have to trust that it's their relationship with him, you know. Um, you are, I hope we have a little bit. Yeah, it's barely nine. I think we can still do. We, are you traveling far after this? Uh, Pomona. Pomona. Yeah, Pomona. Okay, mm -hmm. so like a half hour from here? Yeah, about something yeah, like we're that. good. Okay, so we're good. Um, so when you first got saved in that Bible study, did you get plugged into that church then or... No, I, I didn't, mm. man. So, you know, went home. Um, I didn't even go to a church so maybe months afterwards. Mm. You know, that's when I realized, all right, maybe I'm doing it wrong, you know, because it didn't work. <laughs> you know, I, I, all of a sudden, I'm still hooked on drugs, still doing this stuff. My mom started going to this church. I don't, I don't even know how she got involved with this church, but it was just a, 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 Pentecost, a denominational church, Pentecostal. She started going to this church, so I, I know, here I go. You know, that's all I knew. That's the only church I know, so whatever. I go Grace Chapel, Victory Outreach? No, no, it was just a, just a, a small, Spanish, okay, yeah, small, okay. Independent okay, gotcha. type, of, type yep. of thing. You know, she started going. I started going with her, you know, and uh, and I thought, all right, cool, man. This was my first introduction to Christian church, you know, to being a Christian. Um, I thank God for that church because mm -hmm. God used that church to to just, you know, instill in me just that hunger for God. Introduce you to Jesus, man. Right, for man. For sure, yeah. You know, maybe I don't agree with a lot of things that yeah, they may do not, but, bro, yeah. God used them, man. Yeah, for sure. God used them just like yeah. God used that lady. Yep. You know, to 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 share Jesus with me, and here I am, man. We never, I never saw that lady after that day ever again, man. <laughs> wow. I think my mom kept in contact with her, but then oh. she ended up moving Texas somewhere, somewhere, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, the years. So I, I've never talked to her. I don't think my mom's ever talked to her since then either. Mm. You know, but um, the God user, man. Something yeah, my, that's out of my box. My brother Johnny has a similar story with uh, Joel Olstein. Like he was he was depressed and he was gonna kill himself, and then he just turned the TV on. Joel Olstein was there, and he just said, "Hey, Jesus loves you," you know, and so. We, we as Christians need to remember, dude, like who, as you grow in the Lord and you, you, you begin to understand what's important and what we're what we feel is important for people to know about yeah. Christ doesn't remove the fact that when when Christ's name is spoken, dude, 
Mm-hmm. And when yeah. he and when he, and when you're told that he's the one, and it hits your heart, it it could be said by anybody. Yeah, bro. I don't care who said it. Yeah, yeah, but it, when it hits you, it's the Lord. Dude, yeah, man. You know. And so we need to be uh, honest also that God, the way God works through is not contingent upon the wisdom or knowledge of the people. Yeah, bro. You know, God does his work. What it is at the end of the day is it had nothing to do with the lady or the, the Bible had to do with Jesus. Like yeah. he, he, he met you that day yeah, and, man. He, and, and he revealed himself to you, you know? So, yeah. and so, so you don't, so, so your lifestyle kind of continues though, right? Like yeah, you still man. do. I went probably for like a whole year, man, going going to church, going to this church and uh, involved, bro. I was really involved, you know, but I was still getting high, you know, after church and you never, no one ever told me, hey, you're not supposed to do that or hey, whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it was just kind of things that the Lord was shifting out of my life. You know, I did recognize that, that as I was just continuing, I, I did, I was sincere about just seeking the Lord, going to church, getting committed. You know, I was going to these services, but I was still doing this stuff on the side. Of course, now, like, as a, as a months go by, I'm getting more and more uncomfortable in my sin. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just didn't know what to do with that yeah. still because I never had no one to really just pour into me, you know, mm. show me the way. Dang. And so here I am walking with the Lord, still, you know, involved in sin, still getting caught up, you know, not to the same degree. But at the, at the same time, I, I didn't realize that I was kind of just just stirring this pot for myself, you know, because I was mm. going to get to it. All that was going to lead me to, to pretty much, you know, a fork in the road. And and it did. It did. So after after about a year, I, I pretty much realized, like, look, look I, I recognize, like, man, I got to, I, I got to, I got to. Just commit myself to the Lord. Gotta fully. change. Yeah. You know, I, I recognize. All right, I don't think I could be doing both. You know, it doesn't seem right. You know, I I gotta just commit fully to the Lord. Mm. You know, and I remember just uh, things actually got worse that year, man, because I was you know trying to go to church and serve God and at the same time. You know, serve myself. Things actually got really really bad. You know, and I fell into an even deeper pit. But at the same time, seeking God now. And mm. I remember just Interesting. one day just sitting in front of my pad, bro, and just it was like in the middle of the night after a crazy long day and. You know, just all kinds of cra- crazy, hectic stuff happened that day. I remember just sitting in front of my, my, my pad and just looking up and praying, now knowing Jesus, you know, and, and just saying, man, Lord, if 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 you could just, Lord, have like this much of my life left over that you could use it. But if you could use that, then you could have it. And mm-hmm. just remember surrendering. That was like a really full surrender to the mm-hmm. Lord. A year after I, you know, got, mm-hmm. got saved, like it's a full surrender, you know, surrender my full will. And then I remember just surrendering to the Lord. I, I, I went to the same church. Um, and then I stopped going to that church because I was going to this church. They were doing things differently, you know. But all of a sudden, I had this hunger to 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 know God, you know. And I, and I wasn't I wasn't being satisfied where I was at, you know. And I would hear these guys you know, up there, t- you know, preaching and stuff. And I thought you needed to be like a seminary seminary student, or you know, I don't know, go to some kind of college or something mm-hmm. to be able to go up there and preach the Bible to even know how to understand it. I never read the Bible. I never was encouraged to. I just, you know, the guy would preach out of certain passages, and that's all I knew. Mm. I didn't know how to navigate through it. I didn't know that, hey, man, look. Was there a Christian in your life or somebody in your life that was giving you a contrast that uh, compared to, the like, the Pentecostal Bible study you were going to? Was there something that was making you feel like, I kind of want to know Jesus, like, the way that person knows Jesus? Or was it just naturally in you? I'm just curious. At this point, there wasn't. There wasn't anybody, mm-hmm. you know, but there was just a hunger to, wow, to know God. Wow, interesting. That's 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 awesome. Dude. Yeah, man. And so I I stopped going to this church, man, because it became just routine for me. You know, it became it was just uh, it was draining for me, bro. Mm. The way the services were. Yeah, yeah. It was very draining for me. It was out of you know I I, w- I wasn't used to that type of thing, you know. And it was just I recognized I wasn't really going or I wasn't growing, man. I was still felt hungry, you know. So I stopped going to this church. And I just figured, all right, man, again, here I am. I don't know what church is. Like, I don't know if there was any type of different church or anything. And mm-hmm. here I am. I'm just thinking, all right, well, maybe I'll just do my own thing. You know, I'm still going to seek God. I'm just, mm-hmm. just, but the church is not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and here I am at home. At the time, I was uh, 
I was now being saved. I'm trying to get some Christian tattoos, you know. <laughs> and so I think I was on Instagram at the time, and I'm looking like, man, I didn't, I didn't even know that a Christian could be a, a tattooer. <laughs> at, the, uh-huh. at the church I was going to, they're very legalistic, where, yeah. man, I had to cover my tattoos. You know, I had to get rid of these, these things in my ears. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to, you know, I got to, sh- they were just very just yeah. rigid, you know. Sure. So I thought, all right, man, well, this how that's one of the reasons why I, le- I, I don't want to be there, because I, I felt like I couldn't be myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and here I am. I thought, man, well, you know, if God already saved me, then well, why why do I need to change the way I look? Yeah. You know, and I d- do recognize, you know, that that God will set that certain things out, but mm. it got to a point where it was keeping me from right. seeking God. Those those things mm. need to be sifted out because of surrender, not because of uh, uh, impression from other Christians. Mm. You know, like right. w- there's a certain points in our life where we start to just feel like we talked about earlier, like things you like about yourself. You know, and you 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 become a person who there's just more that gets ended up being piled on the chopping block before the Lord. But the way that we do that backwards in Christian culture, bro, is that we inflict that stuff upon people. That's not the way it should be, bro. Like it really should not be that way. And part of the reason why God uses people is because they're not doing that. They're not doing that to Christians, you know, and they're letting God change people. Mm. And I think we just need to be that example to Christians and not. But anyway, so, so you, so you leave because of that legalism and then. Yeah, I just, I wasn't digging. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I just knew I wasn't digging it. Yeah. I'm looking for, (laughs) I'm looking for this, for for this Christian tattoo artist, you know, I'm thinking, or, you know, I'm like, I wonder if that even exists or somebody could, I wanted to to get this, 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 uh, this, this, this scenery on my, on my, on my, on my leg here. You know, and uh, I, but I thought, man, like somebody would, would need to be a Christian in order to really understand it. Mm. You know, and and um, and so I remember I found this guy on Instagram, and he was he was a Christian. He was a Christian. His name was Gabriel, and I thought, like, all right, he's a Christian, a tattooer. He must be not like very serious about his walk. You know, so anyway, regardless, <laughs> I, I I set up an appointment with them. You know, and I come to find out that he was a a very solid individual. Mm. Man, he to to this day is is one of my closest brothers in the Lord. A That's guy awesome. who has poured into me. You know, and uh, so I meet this guy where we had like five, five sessions, you know, maybe like two, three hours each, you know, and, and uh, throughout these sessions, we're just talking, man. And this guy, you know, makes mm-hmm. it a point to, to minister to people as he's, as he's tattooing them. <sighs> I give him my whole story where I'm at. And uh, this guy just starts pouring into me, man. Gabe starts just pouring into me. And, and uh, he started inviting me to his church. And again, keep in mind, I'm thinking that all churches are like that, like mm-hmm, what I know. Yeah. And so I, you know, and uh, he's telling me, no, just come, you know, and so I don't want to go to the church, but then he invited me to a men's study. Mm. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. That seems more casual. He's like, it's at a house, this and that. So I sh- we showed up to, to to the men's study. I went with them uh, one, one of these days and I, I just saw him. I had a bunch of group of guys and shorts, sandals, tank tops, you know, some cholo looking dudes. And, yeah. <laughs> and this guy just te- just teaching the Bible. And I remember just sitting there, man. It was like a 30 minute study. That's sick. And I remember man. just, man, I remember feeling, dude, I was like about to jump out of my seat. And I'm like, man, how come no one else is like as excited right now as I am? <laughs> I felt like more fed in mm. those in those 30 minutes. I felt more fed in those 30 minutes than I had like my whole mm-hmm. year walking with the Lord already at that mm. church. You know, and I remember just thinking like, dude, like does no one realize that they have like the world's best Bible teacher <laughs> sitting right here? Dude, I was tripping out, man. That's awesome. I was tripping out. What was that? Who was that teaching? Do you and remember it, or no? Yeah, uh, who the person? Teaching that Bible study. Uh, uh, so his name was Ray. He was just a brother at the church. He wasn't even a pastor, man. He was just a brother at the church. You know, and this was like Calvary Chapel, Norwalk. Wow. And um, this dude was just teaching the Bible just very casually, you know, there he is in his, you know, and in, in, in his and in, in his uh, in his vans and his shorts, you know, with this. And yeah. there he is. It was very casual. But I'm just thinking like, dude, this guy's amazing. Yeah. You know, and then so that, wanted me, that made me want to go to the actual church. Mm. I remember I showed up on a Wednesday night 
and I saw Pastor Brian. He's a dude from Norwalk, Pastor Brian. You were still very close, you know, still really, really a guy who's kind of did this to me too. Yeah, you know, yeah. And poured into me a lot. I remember showing up and just thinking, man, this guy is amazing. I remember thinking, dude, not having so much him, but just like his knowledge of the word. And all yeah. he was doing was just teaching the Bible. Yeah, yeah. You know, but here I am, you know, this is the first time I really, That's you know, so cool. am, am, am pre and, and, and presented with this. And I remember just thinking, man, I'm, I just feel so fed. I remember leaving just feeling like so full, mm. man. And of course, that caused me to go back. I went back yeah. the next Wednesday, then eventually the next Sunday. Next thing you know, I was there for three years, man. And and it was really just this teaching of the word, you know, that 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 just captivated me because in my mind, I, again, I thought, man, you had needed to be a seminary mm. student. You needed to be, you know, ordained by somebody to to preach the word. And sure. and here's Pastor Brian, casual man, white t-shirt, mm. white t-shirt, you know, five hundred one jeans, and, yeah. and 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 here he is teaching the Bible from a pulpit. Mm. I'm thinking, dude. And, and I, I was just digging it, man, and I, I fell in love. Eventually, I, you know, was sure. was was a uh, was introduced to the Calvary Chapel movement. You mm -hmm. know, just at first by was teaching the philosophy and ministry of Calvary Chapel, and it just became ingrained in my heart, man. Yeah. Now, man, I I consider myself just like Calvary to the bone. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I, I, mean, I, 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 I yeah. love this. I love this. You know movement. what's crazy, man? You, you know, I don't want to. I want to point this out. I think, I think what it really is, though, moving forward, is. It's biblical, bro. Like, hmm. um, and I only say that because as you're telling the story, you know, shout out to my brother, Pentecostal brothers out there and stuff. Of right? course. But here's the thing, dude, in your story, one of the things that I'm learning or seeing is, you know, there, there, there's a, they needed, you needed the word of God. You know, you needed that in your life and you were so thirsty and hungry for it. I don't have a problem with the way people worship or the way they stand yeah, up man. or different styles. I don't have a problem with none of that stuff. My only encouragement to any person is make make the word of God a highlight, you know, in whatever you're doing, whatever style you're doing it, you know? Just like the same thing too, like the, the, the it was it's great that the guy who had 501s on and a t-shirt, but the impact was that he was teaching the word. Yeah, that was you it. You know, man. and and that was it. And and that's awesome that you know you got tattoos, you ride a motorcycle. That's awesome, bro. Like, but the power is because you're a man of God who's teaching the word of God. Right, and man. and if you ever if you if you live your whole life, you know, in, with the style you are, that's cool. That's fine because your focus is the word of God and yeah, Jesus man. Christ. And if God should ever change things in your heart, you're like, man, that's, cool too. that's cool too, bro. Because that's not what the focus is, right, you know. Man. And we create divisions amongst ourselves in the church that aren't really there you know some there's somebody out there right now who goes to a pentecostal church who thinks that you know the fact that i'm i'm not a pentecostal that I have a problem with the way that worship's done yeah, i don't really no. care bro i do i was in africa bro and the people were just do you're talking our worship dude and like singing and speaking in tongues and i it was foreign to me bro but what i did know for certain is that when when i was given the opportunity to teach there dude they were drawn to the word of God yeah. and I wasn't bashing the way they did stuff. I didn't have an agenda there. I wasn't going to change the church in Africa in, in, a, in a month. You know what I mean? Like, but what I could do is I could give them something that they could, that could run with bro, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't care if they're still to this day, if they're still doing worship like that, oh, that's fine. But I hope my prayer is that some of those things that we did together in, in, in learning to dissect the word of God, I hope that those things are still flurrying. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like flourishing. I hope that, I hope that, that, and that's what I want. That's what I desire, you know? And, and I always share this with Sal too, because like aesthetics, what, like it's dope. Let it be whatever, whatever right. you want. Like if somebody's like, hey, like, 
you know, do you think it's not really right if a church, it doesn't matter, bro. Like sure, yeah. whatever, if you paint the walls a certain color or whatever, you wear a hat while you teach or whatever. Yeah. I don't, to me, that doesn't matter because that's not eternally, eternally impactful, you know, but, but, uh, what a trip, bro. So you, so mm. you became, um, part of Calvary Chapel. Did you go to Bible college too? Yeah, man. I, I'm still actually a student. I'm on the 10 year program. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was on that program. <laughs> Dude, he could do a whole other podcast too, by the way, on, on, uh, missions and For evangelism. Sure. Dude. And, and his so, brother. Yeah. I don't want to, I mean, oh, only yeah. because I and know, I know, yeah. I know, bro, that that's a deep layer. Yeah, I could man. just feel it, bro. I could bro. just feel it. So, you know, because it's very rare to find brothers that are, have a really, really tight relationship. Yeah, Me man. and my brother Johnny are like that, and I could see that that's the way you were with your brother, you know? Yeah, man. And so, you know, there's a whole other layer of what God has taught you and the great compassion. And, right, bro. Um, and also, one thing that I feel connected to is, you know, one of the things I had to learn was I, because I always struggled with, I was surrounded by Christians who had the joy of the Lord. Right. Like, it seemed to be the hallmark of Christianity. Like, and I think it is to an extent having joy, but joy is different than happiness. And I thought that happiness was joy. And I thought something was wrong with me because I have sorrow in my life, bro. Sorrow that I've gone through and layers of sorrow in my heart that I carry to this day. Mm. My thorn in the flesh is depression. That's, I, I'm, not, I'm open about it. I, I don't think that, I don't think that Christians should ever be enslaved to anything as Christians. So I'm not enslaved to it by any means, but that that is my fight. That's what, I have, you know, mm -hmm. and there, there was a long time, dude, where I wanted to deny that because all the men that I admired that were pastors or Christians, they seemed to not be that way. Well, it turns out later, some of them actually were right. too, dude, but I didn't know that at the time. Mm -hmm. So, but that's one of my things, but I had to learn, I had to learn to, to be a channel for what God was doing positively in people's lives while still simultaneously being on my knees before him because of what I was carrying. Mm. And it taught me a lot, bro. It taught me, I thought I, I thought I felt like a hypocrite at certain seasons, but it wasn't it, what, what it was. Is it was what's me interpreting it by what Satan was saying versus by what the Lord says. And once I realized Gosh. that the Bible's called Jesus, a man of sorrows, dude, that Jesus carried something, but he never robbed people of what God offered because mm -hmm. of, he was sweating blood and because he was sweating blood on a hill, dude, like he didn't come down and then start telling them, you know, you got to, he didn't do that, dude. He came down, he gave them the, the truth. He gave them everything that they would find in the father, yeah. you know? So for us learning to carry, which I, I we're going to have you back, bro. Like we, we gotta have, there's so many other things in the conversation to be had, but, um, but learning to, to digest the sorrow, the weight, the weariness, you know, the weaknesses before him and not to make it about that mm -hmm. when we watch God work in wondrous ways through us yeah. in people's lives. And, and the way that Satan will trap us one more way in that area is when we, when we stop, when we start separating those two things. So you may have remembered not long ago, a young pastor, you know, took his own life, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I don't you know, dude, he had solid people probably around him. I'm not saying that I wish I could have been there, but because of the things that I've carried in my life, I, I wish that those two to topics wouldn't be like, I'm over here, I'm doing this. And then I'm dealing with this on the side. It, you know, 
we're we're flawed and i don't mean that as an excuse for sin i mean that as in like the character of who we are like we're flawed in many ways as human beings but we we serve a tremendous god who who we need to remain focused on the point and purpose of our life after being saved is uh, a tool in his hand because as soon as you start looking at our life like what we wanted out of life versus what's happening then we get discouraged again you know one of the things i always want to share to young guys that, that are married is you know is don't ever compare your wife to what you hoped she would be because you're just going to hurt her and yourself. You know, you want to look at her for who she is. You know, no man ever says, you know, I don't like my hands aren't big enough. I'm going to cut them off. You know, I'm going to cut them off because I wish I had bigger hands. You know, no man ever says that, Mm. you know, but yet men will allow those thoughts to come into their mind with their marriages, you know, with intimacy or with, Thing. I wanted I should have been more this or it should have been more that way and then Satan comes along because we live in a society that says you know that there's options you know and he's a liar he's a liar because God gave me one wife you know right. that's the he mm-hmm. chose for me and so I have a responsibility to learn her ways and who she is because that's the one that God chose for me you know and um you know and particularly you know, and this could go really deep. Maybe, maybe it will another time. But particularly when you have a stained mind, you know, from from Satan. You know, dude, wounds heal, but scar tissue is real, also. Yeah. You know, and um, and man, I just, I just feel such a, 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 I wish I could do. I wish we could throw a, maybe we will. I don't know, like a retreat, um, a men's retreat, dude, and we were just, uh, really help men to I don't, not in an emotional way of like oh you know we're, but to just focus and then really specifically on husband you being a husband and mm. you know the example when you ha- when you go through struggles in your marriage you know we need to remember I shared this with Demetrius when we were talking um, who taught here last night shout mm-hmm. out to Demetrius if you're watching dude but you know when you get discouraged because of the the tussles you're going through in your marriage you know we always think like man i was a christian she's a christian like it should be solid you know we should be you should be in line you know we need to remember that the greatest groom there ever was had a very difficult bride you know jesus is the groom and we're we're the bride of christ and how difficult have we been so don't ever be discouraged by the difficult trials that you're going through as a pastor as a leader in your you know in your marriage because you know that that doesn't define how effective you are you know in god's hands it is though your main ministry and it is the thing that needs to always be in the front of our minds but i don't know i'm not trying to segue into that but i know that i know that we're we're limited because of time but i want to end today's podcast uh with a question we like Mm -hmm. to ask um yeah yeah i'll I'll end it by the way angel real quick i want to ask um just um if people wanted to go to your church there mm. in the uh, uh, what's City Terrace area, um, give them a little shout out. How how can they find you? Yeah, for sure, man. Well, we have a you know we're on Instagram uh-huh. and Facebook. Um, we're there in East LA, man. Uh-huh. City Terrace, 
3441 City Terrace Drive, man. Nice, <laughs> 90063. That's it, man. We're doing a Sunday and, uh, and a Wednesday and a Wednesday service. And, um, man, I'm really blessed because mm-hmm. this past Wednesday, I just finished teaching through the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, I was like a milestone. I was that like, all right, cool, man. Because <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> book yeah. you teach, you know, 50 the, chapters, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and even more than that, just like, all right, the first whole book I teach, you know, as, as now being mm-hmm. a pastor, mm-hmm. you know, now being at the church. So, if, for me, it was just uh, it, w- it was just really cool, man. Just uh, seeing that again, just the way the Lord is is in it all, mm. and, and and just again, just the power of just teaching the word simply, mm. you know, and just making it you know known to the people and just focusing on the word of God, man. So f- for me, bro, it's something I'm I dedicated my whole life to, you know. As I know you guys as well, man. Mm. We're dedicating our, our life to, like you said earlier, not bring attention to myself, not because I look cool, I want to be the mm. cool pastor with tattoos, but you yeah, man. Or just be known as a guy who preaches Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the guy who's going to just lead you back to Jesus. I mean, the main thing, too, that I'm seeing, bro, which I'm always encouraged, I'm encouraged when I look at Cell or yourself is, you know, there there isn't there isn't a reason why. There's just the reality that God called you. Yeah, man. You know, there isn't like, I can't look at you and you know, pick it apart as to why, you know, or him either. All I can know is that it's the Lord. Right. And God's called you and God puts, you said it earlier, Dave used to tell me all the time, know your calling, you know, because once you know that this is what God called me to do, then it's not about encouragement or discouragement. It's about reality. This right. is what he made me mm-hmm. to do, and I'm going to do it. And then you're not discouraged with shrinking, growing, you know, people coming back, not coming back. It doesn't matter. My my, What I'm doing is out of obedience. God called me. God made me to do this, so I have to do it, you know. the You know, the gopher doesn't decide he's going to dig. He just digs. Because that's what he is, bro. And you're when you're called to be a pastor, you could fight with it, tussle with it, be embarrassed by it, yeah, think you're not worthy. You could say that to your blue in the face. It's irrelevant, bro. God put this calling in your life. He put you in City Terrace. He put. He gave you your wife. He gave you your voice. He gave you your anointing. And so you will do it. You know, it is yeah, what man. it is. And when we're here for prayer for you, bro, sure. and, you know, one of the things we like to create it, is an alliance <laughs> no pun intended but because he works for a company yeah. called <laughs> but create create a, a connection you know i really one of the things i really want um pray for is a connection to god's next generation of leaders mm. um i want to have that connection i want to uh, be in each other's contacts and do retreats together in the future um because we know that we're heading into a different time where we're not going to be able to just mimic the men behind us. Not that the men behind us didn't do an absolutely amazing job, but as times change, we have to be we have to be in tune with the Lord. Not that right. we change the wheel, bro. Calvary Chapel, by the word, it's going to be what it is. But the vessel needs to be surrendered to what God is doing because of the time that you live in. He called you as a time, such a time as this, you know. And so I want to have a relationship with the men that God is raising up. It's a super selfish, even deep desire of mine. And I know that um, he's given me a connection with with people. When we get to sit down at this place, a lot of those relationships being built at this table. Right, man. So um, we want to pray for you. Yeah. So that's usually what we always love to end our podcast with is how can we pray for you? And one, one thing I know, I know you're about to go to Guatemala. Dang. on a mission trip so I'll, I do want to lift that up but how can I, I pray for you as my, my brother as a pastor as a husband how can both of us pray for you for sure man um before the prayer request man I want to jump on something that, oh, yeah, that you said it. man and mm-hmm. I know we have a little bit of time but but yeah, okay. uh, again ma- about making those connections man um you know I, I think I think you know now more than ever I mean always but now more than ever you know we got to get rid of uh 
just that that amen that jealousy or that envy of like, what what God's doing with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, man, There's you no start looking right exactly. You start looking at, at why God called him. Why? I mean, you'll find more reasons of why God shouldn't call this guy. Yeah, right. And, and sometimes you, know, we, I think we tend to look at hey, man, what, what God's doing over there, what, what God's doing with this ministry, with this guy over here and his building and all that. Mm. You know, and, and there could be you know this this maybe uh, this leaning towards you know creating that barrier instead of reaching out and, and connecting and mm. you know lifting up their arms or lifting up each other's arms. I mean, I see it, man. Yeah, I see it. You know, and, and it's something that, that we need to you know move away from, man. And mm. and I think more than ever, I think it's awesome what you said, man. Because mm. yeah, we need to encourage each other, bro. Mm. Because we're all laboring in the same field, man. Yeah. I might be in this corner. This guy might be over here in this corner. Mm. That guy might be over here, you know, at the entrance. But, man, we're all laboring in the same field, man. We're all co-laborers You know the, the Lord. The reason why your soul is, you know, your spirit is so drawn to that statement is because you've already, you've already come to a place of realizing, like, like John the Baptist did, that we must decrease so that he can increase. Mm. It's only the servant of God who understands that he's in an effort to decrease that can can celebrate what God's doing in another man's life. If you're in an effort to increase in yourself, you, all you could be is jealous mm. of what another man's doing. But when you're making a conscious effort to decrease so that Christ can increase in your life, you celebrate Christ right. working in somebody else's life, bro. But you also are not discouraged because you've been called by God. I don't, dude, I've been teaching for, it's coming on three years now, dude. I've been teaching for over two years, dude, to almost. I teach my, I teach three people, bro. I was assistant pastor at Calvary Chapel Hollywood for four mm -hmm. years and those doors closed and those and I teach my dad because my dad can't go to church his health mm -hmm. is failing him and he's gonna you know he's in his last right. laps you know and there was times I was discouraged what happened God now all of a sudden I realized dude like that was only my sinful nature to be frustrated or what because all all any servant of the Lord is is obedient that's right. all he is bro like when people say, why this? You could tell them you're excited because the city or whatever. But the reality is, bro, why? Because God told me to. Yeah, man. That's all it is, bro. Like, I'm just here obeying. Because sometimes I don't want to do it even. Right. You're going to have those times in your life, you know. You don't get to check out of not being a husband. You don't get to check out of not being a father. You don't get to check out. Unfortunately, people do, but you don't. Not in the Lord, bro. You don't get to check out from being a pastor. Right. You know, it's like your ministry is not behind a pulpit. Mm -hmm. Your ministry is to be to yeah, be man. right and then you, you just happen to teach behind a pulpit but our our ministry is to be right what god made us that's what you are you are a pastor even if you don't like that title maybe you, and maybe we'll do away with the title someday it doesn't matter but the calling is going to be right what it is, you know what that's i'm saying so mm. the calling definitely yeah yeah I so, go ahead yeah you know what bro it's, it's cool it, it, man this is, i wish we had like all day but we, <laughs> and we do here's the crazy thing bro we've done podcasts that are like Three, over, over three hours over yeah. three <laughs> hours and you could see why now like right. you, you we've burned unfolds. over two uh -huh. hours already you yeah. don't even, it just feels like we're yeah. just hanging out and talking bro <laughs> but 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 life is what it is but we'll do a part two bro yeah we'll, 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 you, dude this is awesome and you know the podcast is evolving even as we're doing it it's it went from like interview to like mm -hmm. just conversation right. mm -hmm. you know it went from idea of production to just like I mean, there's just things that we have now for practical reasons, like they work better, just the style that we do it or mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, but the focus is this conversation. Mm -hmm. That's like, yeah, I don't even, I don't even care. I mean, it's cool when I look that 200 people watch it. That's dope. I mean, that's encouraging, but that's not, it doesn't matter to me because like when I walk away and I think of this podcast, I won't think of like how it came out. I'll just think about this conversation that was yeah, taking place to this table, you know? So that's what it's, it's beautiful, dude. It also teaches people what true fellowship looks like right because 
it, it's not just an interview. This we were recording this while me and you were still talking about motorcycles. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we I was getting to know you. You know, you don't really. I mean, we know each other through word of mouth and through too, I yeah. see. Yeah, but we don't know each other. You know, so, um, so, you know, if if somebody's listened to this point in this podcast, even you know, fellowship is not just like let's go eat together after, you know, or it also isn't like when we sit down we're gonna we're gonna have to go through this portion of scripture. It's God alive in your life and alive in that person's life and that person's life. And then when you start speaking to each other, you are simultaneously learning and growing, like as well as being used. It, it's just this endless. Mm -hmm. Dude, how many times, bro, have you been speaking and you're learning from what you're saying? It's oh, the craziest man. thing, bro. Like it's a, it's like a phenomenon. Like right. who who's the little guy in me that's smarter than me right oh, now? Like yeah. that's like saying stuff <laughs> that I'm like, oh dang, I didn't realize that, you know? Mm. And it's the Holy Spirit and it's the, the anointing and it's God working through your life. So when we fellowship, bro, everything we say, everything you say is teaching me and him and and yourself as you're speaking yeah. and vice versa. So we just we grow and grow and grow. That's why I, I I'm I'm not truly convinced. I mean, I, I hope if somebody's listening to this, enjoying it, that they're, that God's using it. I really do. I pray that he is. But I don't know if it's as entertaining to watch if you're not here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't know, because yeah. there's stuff that's happening in, in this place. And one of the things I'd like to at some point do is I would love to have, like, where people can come and, and sit down and listen to us, have a conversation. But I pray about it because I would never want it to steal from the intimacy that is also created. So it, I guess it just depends on what we're going to do. So. I hope that our relationship continues mm. to grow, bro, that we yeah, get man, to talk more awesome, often bro. and, and uh, can get together. We're going to, you know, pastoral position can be a lonely position too, mm. bro, because you, you're serving everybody, you know, all the time. So we're, we're, we're going to need that get together, get a cup of coffee or mm. hang out, you know, and we'll continue to have that as in the future. So. Yeah. I think one thing too, when I was, I was trying to get him to come here and he was just like, no, 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 <laughs> no. but I think, I think one thing I would always explain, I was like, bro, honestly, like it just turns into fellowship, man. And I think it, it's hard when I say that to people, I do feel like they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, well, it's, you don't know until you yeah, come here, right? Like, yeah, and it's true, bro. And another thing too is like, anytime you're, you feel like you're up against the interview wall, yeah. that's an awkward that's an that's not what you were made to do right. you weren't made i could tell by just talking to you you weren't made to be an interviewee you you're made to, you know what i mean you you just yeah. love you just that's a made-up word by the way but you just talk to people and let god use your life so so these kind of things don't like oh you know there's schedule uh, this magazine wants to write an article on you or uh, it's like uh, it's not my gig really you know right. but that's not what we're doing here we're not yeah, trying to do cool, an man. interview you know yeah, we're just, just and so i was right but it just turns into fellowship yeah, yeah i mean i didn't even realize the moment where we transitioned into all right the that's interview the, started that's always the hope and it was all right quite even know we're recording yeah, already right i was we're like because it's the lord is just flowing through us and just us being ourselves yeah you know? the fellowship so is i, I want to close that i know you got to head out um but thank you first of all for coming for real and thank and you. how how can we pray for you man for sure, man. Uh, the upcoming trip. So mm -hmm. South said, you know, um, I'm be heading to Guatemala this upcoming week. We're we're leaving. We're leaving Wednesday night. Liz and I fly out Thursday at 1 a.m. from TJ. We're gonna be there a, a day before the the whole rest of the group there in Guatemala. So we're going out with Pastor Marvin from uh, Solo Cristo Salva, good brother. Um, there's like a group of like 25 people total. I know some from here, some from his church, some guys from Mexico. We're all gonna go over there and just do a couple conferences, mm. do an outreach every single day, 
Yesterday, he wow. just told me we're going to go. Uh, he says, I want to minister to the Maras. I'm like, all right, bro, let's go. <laughs> so, this guy's, you know, that guy's hardcore, man. Okay. Have you ever evangelized with Marvin? That guy's hardcore, man. What are the Maras? Yeah. What, what are the Maras? The uh, Maras of Atrucha. So, the MS, the MS-13. Oh, you remember? got you. Okay. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, yeah. man. I mean, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that's his heart, man. So, keep us in prayer, bro. One, for wisdom. One, for wisdom, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, second. Is that we would be uh, united? That we would be that we would go out as one man and not as a group of twenty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, but that we would be united in our mind. Um, three, that we would be sensitive to to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Four, that we would be bold. Uh, I don't want to come back and say, "Man, Lord, I know you called me to do that, but I chickened out and I didn't do it." Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't want that to be for, for anybody in the group. You know, I want all of us to just uh, be bold and 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 our walking, and our calling, and our and, and whatever the Lord leads us to do. Um, and then and then also you just uh, just pray for the fellowship as well you know that that we'll just be intertwined as we're out there i'm really blessed because i get because my pastor's going pastor tony uh pastor tony senior from calvary chapel new beginning that's where that's where i got sent out from mm. you know and and I, I'm, I'm really grateful that he's going because mm. uh, i haven't spent time with him since 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 you know since we jammed out so we started mm. doing the church in in may fully so f- since then we stepped we stepped aside and liz and i and We've been there, man. So I haven't had that that one-on-one fellowship with them, and and I love that guy, man. Mm. He's, I mean, talk about guys in your corner, man. He's 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 been mm. in my corner, and even though we don't have that fellowship, even though we don't talk every day, like I know that guy's in the, my corner, saying, "You got it, man. Keep going. You know, you mm. always need somebody to root for you, man." Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm I'm blessed. I get to spend you know that th- that week with my pastor, and then just again just be intertwined and just be you know uh, be knitted together. Mm. So just pray for the fellowship. Pray uh, again uh, against you know us getting sick or anything like mm. that man mm. um for traveling mercies as well mm. and then just that's just for the mission trip and yeah. in general uh just pray that i would could be sensitive to the leading of the lord man uh that's really and you say oh man that's a cliche thing all guys say but dude really mm. that's what i want man mm. I, I and now that, that we're in this position i'm you know again i'm senior pastor of a church what the you know <laughs> you know leading, leading this, this 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 church and 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 just Desiring to hear from God for the people, you know, uh, what direction He wants to take it, you know, what what He wants to do this upcoming year, uh, just being sensitive to the people's needs, you know, like Peter said, "Hey man, be, being uh, having knowledge of, of the state of your flock," hmm. you know, and, and and I really take that seriously, man. Hmm. When when Peter said that, you know, that that, that that you are to be, you know, the shepherd are to are to know the the state of their flock, hmm. you know, and 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 I pray, that, and if you guys could pray for me, that it would be for that man, that that the Lord would give me that sensitive, that He would fine tune. You know the dial of my ear to his voice and to mm. his Holy Spirit, so that I could know uh, the estate of my flock, mm. how, I'm, how to minister to them, you know, specifically, um, how to minister to them intimately, and how to minister to them in a way that it's going to lead them back to Christ, you know, not to myself. Uh, that 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 I would just be able to lead them to the well that is Christ, and they could mm. drink from Him. Mm. I'm just going, hey, and I just want to be that guy who says, hey, this way, <laughs> this mm. way. Yeah, you know, and, and we're blessed because it's a small fellowship right now. You know, we just started. We're going to celebrate a year since the church plant. We're gonna celebrate a year in January, mm. you know. But it's been May since since Liz and I have been there, mm. just you know, plugging away, just her and I, mm. with, with the with the people there. So, mm. um, uh, and, and we're blessed because again, because it's small, there's a lot of intimacy, mm. which is what I dig, man. Mm. I love this one on one stuff like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, stuff where we just hey man over a cup of coffee, over yeah. just over the tabletop. Stuff like that, so we're blessed at that that we get to do a lot of one on one, and that's man, that's what I live for, bro. I I love one on one evangelism, one on one discipleship, just one on one everything, yeah. man. Um, so just pray that that one again that, that the Lord would just uh, again fine tune the dial in my ears so I could know the state of my flock, mm. you know that I would uh, just be a good example, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm a crazy guy and I do crazy <laughs> things and say crazy <laughs> stuff and stupid stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. and I know the Lord uses that, man. The Lord yeah. uses that, but at the same time, you know, 
Someone wisdom and and uh, that he would just ultimately uh, just lead me closer to himself, man. Mm. Um, I've I've had a blast, man. I've had a blast just uh, digging into the word now to teach it. You know, in 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 a church setting, mm. I've had a blast, man. Just uh, digging into the word, and awesome. apart from that, and then my devotion time, like I feel. It's awesome. As, and I'm going to like another whole <laughs> subject, you know. But it's awesome as, as, as you know, as you're walking in the calling that God has for your life. For the most part, before I was in the pastoral position, you know, I, we recognize that the Lord has given us gifts, you know, and I recognize that like, evangelism was like the dominant one, you know, along with you know exhortation, you know, teaching, and these other ones revol- revolving revolving around it. But now that 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 the Lord has has brought me into this area of ministry, now I see that teaching is the dominant one, along with evangelism, and these other ones are are revolving around it. And I'm having a blast, man. Just uh, mm. just seeing the fruitfulness of, of of my time with the Lord and, and, and the Word. And I'm not, you know, I mean, dude, I never, I never finished Bible college, you know, and I'm barely making it. I mean, if you talk to any of the guys, any of my teachers, I'm like a DC student, and I don't say that proudly, man. I just say like I'm just a horrible student. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but it's just awesome to see that 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 God's Holy Spirit in your mm. life is going to teach you. That's what Jesus said. You know, the, the the comfort of the Holy Spirit when He comes, He will teach you all things, and He will bring you all things to your remembrance. And, and and I feel like I'm in a season right now in, in my life and a season in my walk with the Lord where, man, I'm just, you know, sitting there at my desk with the Holy Spirit teaching me as I'm going through the Word. Mm-hmm. And it's very fruitful, man. It's it's it, uh, and it's very fun. I, 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 I'm having, like I said, I'm having a blast. And I mean it, man. I'm having <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun just seeing, just again, the Lord just bringing this uh, new, I don't want to say level, but this new mm-hmm. just uh sensitivity this new just area of fruitfulness yeah in my study time so i, I want to pray that that uh that that, that would remain man mm. that would remain that I always that i would always you know just uh experience that fruitfulness and in, in, mm. in my in my in my walk with him as i'm in his word studying his word and just you know even just reading his word for myself as well and and and, and you guys pray for me like for that as well i mean you guys know man there's such a temptation out there to veer another way you know and do things differently because that's what they're doing or, you know, that's what this church is doing or that's mm-hmm. the thing to do or, dude, we want to stay away from that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. man, you guys know, right? We want to stay away from that stuff. We want to just keep the keep it simple, man. Like Pastor Chuck said, just simply teaching the word. Mm-hmm. Simply, man, not trying to go after this new thing or the other. But, you know, it can be a temptation sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. you know, let me try something. Or, nah, man, just stick to the word. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. I don't know, man. Like, for sure. yeah, that'll kind of sum it up. Yeah. Like for, my, for, my, for my marriage as well, you know, me and Liz, you guys know we're we're newlyweds. We celebrated a year mm. uh, a couple Sundays ago. Congrats! Uh, yeah, uh, on the seventh, eleven seven. <laughs> so wow. we, we celebrated a year on the on the seventh, man, and uh, and it's just it's just awesome, man, because this is on you for us, you know, mm. being newlyweds, mm. then being in in in, this, in ministry now, you know, yeah. uh, as a pastor and now as a pastor's <laughs> wife, and yeah. you know, she's doing worship and teaching the kids and doing all this. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, right. So so it's it's new, man. It's new and and um. She's probably watching. She's gonna watch this, and you know, she she knows she knows, man. That 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 uh, man, I'm not the perfect husband, but I I, I desire to to be you know as mm. close as I can get to that. Mm. You know, and I want to just love my wife like like the, like the Lord loves the church, and I really mean it, man. I really want to do. Um, I wasn't ever had. I never had that example of what that looks like, what that's supposed to look like, mm. except for the guys that I look up to now. You know, the David and the mm-hmm. Pastor Brian, the Pastor Tony, the guys that that I that are in my life. You know, and 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 I, I love that the Lord is just teaching me in this new season. You know how to just love my wife, how to serve my wife. You know how to how to you know put her desires above my own. How mm-hmm. to you know it, it just die to myself. You know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and in order so, so that, she, so that yeah. she could be you know pleased and, and all these things, man. So just pray for me for that as well, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, for, for sure. sure. 
I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna pray for him. Get it. Um, Dude, you're such an encouragement to me. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> because I know we're continuing on, but like I, I do love the fact that the Lord has brought a couple guys into my life that I feel like I could relate to, mm-hmm. and you're one of those guys. So I, man, I feel the same way, man. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Very Seriously. cool. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together as brothers, Lord, to just fellowship, to grow. I pray, Father, that. You would just continue to work in Angel, Lord, and Liz, and their hearts and their minds, Father. You'd fill them with your spirit. Prepare them for this missions trip coming up, Lord God, for all those things, Lord, that that he, he sees, Father, a necessity, Lord. Father, just give them everything that you want to give them, Lord God. Give them the, the words, the spirit, Lord, just the, the unity in Christ. I pray, Father, for protection against the attacks of the enemy, attacks of the world lord and lord god just bless that time father may he come back lord just refreshed lord and and just on fire lord and i pray father for his pastorship lord i pray father for the the sheep that you have entrusted to him lord god that you work in their hearts lord and and soften the hard ground lord that in the community that he's in father and i I pray father you would send him people to help him lord god to hold his arms up to also, Lord, just I know the the attacks of the enemy is just to discourage. I pray, Father, that you would just remind him, Father, that he's your son, Lord, and and Liz is his daughter, your daughter, and Father, just continue, Lord, to Lord God, give him that sensitivity to the Spirit, Lord, and when he's teaching, Lord, when he's living his life, Lord, as a, as a pastor, as we we spoke about, just being in Christ, Lord God, inside, outside of the pulpit, Lord. Help him to do so, Lord. And and Father, I pray that you would just continue to give him that joy, Lord, that he has, that he would never leave that, Lord, and just being able to, to humble himself, Lord, as, as a teacher, Lord, to learn from you. And we love you, Lord God. We I thank you for this opportunity. I pray, Father, for more of this, Lord God, with Angel. And then I pray, Father, you would just continue to Father, be glorified through all of our lives here at this table, Lord God. We love you. We praise you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. Amen. That's a wrap. Mama coming home. I'm in the next chapter. Put away all my credentials. Then I crucified the actor. Traded all I thought I want to be. For what I know I'm supposed to be. Walking with the Lord, but know the devil's right in front of me. I still feel the sun shining on my shoulders. I did my homework.